Deezer update for June 2nd, 2019. I'm Nova. I'm Patrick Mifflin. I'm Brandon Perkins. I'm Chris Sologi. And I'm Janera Victoria. And uh, we're a week out from E3. Uh, I think uh, the buzz is starting to build for pretty much all of us now. Uh, yeah, it's... That's it, fair. It's kind of an exciting time. Whether you whether you love it or hate it, there's, there's no doubt that there's a certain buzz in the air. Um, or that could be the radiation from the nuclear plant. I don't know. But either, either way, uh, something is happening right about this time of year. And uh, yeah, it's it seems like the industry, uh, even though a lot of them are doing their own separate little standoff events alongside of E3, uh, it's still somewhat relevant, maybe? Mm-hmm. And speaking of, do we know when Sony's dropping their State of Play video? Uh, I have no idea. They're not doing one. Yeah. No, they're not so doing they're it. they're taking a powder that's entirely. Heavily, that, 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 that's heavily rumored. There was no indication on whether or not they'll do one this month. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, we'll have to wait and see on that. But uh, wow, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. It, it doesn't seem to me like they would just let this go by. Uh, but whatever, we'll we'll see. Uh, there's not going to be any shortage of uh, stuff to uh, you know <laughs> to look to look at come next week though. So. Uh-huh. And if Sony doesn't have, uh, well, anything to show, eh, we still... Well, Square well. Enix has formally taken their press conference place, so that's a thing to consider. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, I think the also their time block, so that kind of... Yeah, means, that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, they're not doing a one-hour show. That they could go two hours if they want. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but yeah, we'll get into all of that and some other stories that happened along the week. But uh, first, uh, I'd like to let you guys know that uh, you can leave us feedback now. Uh, the link is going to be in the show notes. Uh, get yep. over to anchor.fm and uh, drop us a voicemail. So, uh, yeah, I checked the, the inbox and uh, nobody had uh, sent anything yet. So eh, I'll give it a little, give it a few weeks and hopefully we'll have mm-hmm. something to uh to comment on anyway. Well, in that sense, we're probably lucky that we led with um, Day Zero update instead of Let's Weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to have to move that show over to uh, Anchor soon, but I need to need another email address to do it because mm. one account per address. So that's a little irritating. But anyway. Fun. Yeah. So, how do you send a dick via voicemail? Uh, I don't want to find out. All right. By thumping it against the microphone very hard. <laughs> it is your phone that you're doing this to, so you, you consider the, consider that. <laughs> also, considering the the crud that it said piles up on the phone anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you, you may not want to do that. But I mean, you're assuming they don't do that already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those Android users they love their porn, don't they? That's what Apple keeps saying. Anyways. Uh, so uh, we've got a new month, and that means new pay- PlayStation Plus and games with gold games. Uh, you know, PlayStation Plus is um, well since they dropped the PS3 and Vita support, uh, the pickings have been kind of slim. It's been down to two titles a month, and that continues this month. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, so going live in a, I think next week is going to be uh, Borderlands: The Handsome Collection. Yep, so, which has got the 4K update, so. It uh, looks nice and shiny. Yeah, so yeah those people. One, two, and pre-sequel, I think? Uh, two and pre-sequel. Oh, two and pre-sequel, okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you'll be able to play that. and uh, Or you could... And since um, these uh, downloads... Well, basically, anybody that adds this to their library is taking money away from Randy Pitchford. 
Uh, because, always a uh, good thing. Yeah, Sony doesn't pay mm-hmm. them for this. So, yeah, consider that. Now, does this include the the VR for Borderlands 2? No, this is that's a separate game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you get that, but I think it's good to dream. Yeah. I think what's more exciting though is the second title, which is Sonic Mania. Uh, yes. So for those who now you have no excuse. Yes, that <laughs> you really do yeah. not have any excuse not to play that one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. This makes a lot more sense when just the DLC went on sale a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It's like, wait, why is the DLC on sale? Yeah. Mm. yeah. The only excuse here is that there's no platinum in this game. There's That's no... not an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need, to, you need to play this game regardless of platinums. Uh, but yeah, uh, decent month for the PlayStation regardless. I mean, at least the two games that they did pick are uh, pretty top quality. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I just wish there were maybe one or two more. I mean, at least put it in parity with uh, the Xbox. Well, technically, you get three. Yeah, technically. What was the third one? Borderlands, no, Borderlands one and two. Oh no, I yeah. don't count that as a. That, that's like a collection, you know. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, so there's that, and then uh, on the Xbox side, um, actually, pretty decent month uh, for uh, the Xbox. Uh, you get uh, available, I think. Yeah, they just went live. Uh, you got uh, EA Sports NHL 19 for the Xbox One. Hot damn! Yeah. And so, the weird thing so is, now, so now now people can figure out what the big deal is about. Because yeah. you know how I was going on about it all over the podcast when it came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Owe it yourself to find out. Yeah. And the thing that people found out uh, with this thing. Is that if you already got it on EA Access, uh, you couldn't get it through the console, or I forget what else you can get it through, but it made it a little bit harder to get the Games of Gold version. Yeah, it was really weird how those two clash. It's like, yeah, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more, but they there's not too much crossover. Yeah, with that stuff. It's been like the 360 stuff that EA's put up on there. Yeah, wasn't the the workaround to like the e- uninstall the EA Access app or something like that? That's, I think that's what I read. Uh, I don't know. No. I don't know what the specific thing was, but it's like, yeah, you should probably should have figured this out ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I expect that. You know, even if it's not a huge amount of people that have EA Access, but expect them either to not have grabbed NHL hmm. or to. Go through huge workarounds. Yeah, and uh, on the Xbox 360 side, you've got Portal still alive, uh, so that's available right now as well. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah, classic. Uh, mm-hmm. And then uh, let's see on the Xbox 360, uh, 360, the Xbox One, you have uh, Rivals of Aether, which I don't know a whole lot about. It's a uh, 2D Smash clone. Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess that maybe worth looking at. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Well, that's the uh, that's in the second half of the month, so you'll have to wait yeah. a couple weeks to get, that, get your hands on that. Why do they do that? Oh, they just <laughs> drop them all at once. Uh, because that would be easy. Yeah. They want you to keep coming back, I guess. Yeah. I mean, Sony makes it easy, and they have the best such system out there. So far. Hmm. Uh, and finally, the last part of the month is another 360 title. It's uh, EDF, or Defense Force. Um, 2017. Yeah. I get those roster updates. That's. I didn't know they started numbering their sequels <laughs> by year. So. Yeah, I think this one is 
got a year on it. So I don't know. Other ones are like EDF four, EDF five. Yeah. Or any. There's all random stuff. Cause yeah. Japan. Yeah, because Japan. So I feel like you're uh, J- Japanese action shooters with a whole lot of monsters and stuff. Uh, yeah, you, you might be might enjoy this one. Who knows? Yeah, mm-hmm. let's see. Here's the Earth Defense Force 2017, Earth Defense Force Insect Armageddon, Earth Defense Force 2025, Earth Defense Force 5, Earth Defense Force Iron Rain. Hmm. Okay. It's like all over the place. Yep. Yeah. Totally all over the place. I'm guessing that's the year it's set in and not the year it came out. Yeah. 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 Anyway. No, I mean, that would be a brutal development cycle. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the, the free games for the month. Um, not bad for both platforms. Uh, kind of think maybe, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really a toss-up for me. I kind of The fact that Sonic Mania is on PS Plus just kind of puts it over the top for me. Uh, so, yeah, d- download it, play it, and you'll probably find out why we're so hyped about that game, because it's really, really good. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, let's get into what we've been up to the week. Uh, and for me, it's been a lot of the same. I've been getting, well, kind of hyped up for E3. and I don't, I don't It's know easy why. to do at this point. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, I've been following a lot of stuff, seeing a lot of stories come up that were like, oh, okay, it's definitely E3 time because there's a lot of big announcements coming. So yep, been into that. And, uh, of course, it's still been... I, I keep promising the review for Mortal Kombat 11, and then uh, I keep playing it and discovering more things. So, uh, yeah, that it's Ed's way. Yeah, uh, there is. There's a lot in that game. I mean, a lot. Uh, do we really need 60 skins per character? I'm just just pointing that out. Uh, regardless, uh, it's I'm I'm enjoying it still. So uh, expect the review to be mostly positive. Uh, so. Yeah, wait for that. So that's been pretty much it for me. How about you, Pat? Uh, the whole uh, Shadowbringers media tour news coming out has just plunged me even further into Final Fantasy fourteen. Shocking, I know. Um, so that's been getting the bulk of my gaming time, but whenever I'm not um, doing some in-game raiding or playing the market boards, as I, as I showed you earlier... <laughs> Um, then, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of PlayStation VR stuff and yeah, I'm definitely, um, I'm definitely going to be glued to this thing for a while. Um, VR has arrived and it's exactly what I was hoping it would be is just adding another great way to play video games to an ongoing list. Hmm. And, you know, it's not trying to take over anything. It's not trying to, um, it's not trying to render the television set obsolete. It's just a really great way to play certain games. Yeah. And that's perfect. Other than that, I've been just kind of planning out my own E3 stuff in my own way. Um, press conference scheduling is still kind of, um, coming in. Uh, we're still, uh, uh, as noted from the top of the show, uh, waiting to see if Sony's going to do anything. Um, watch them just drop a surprise video when we're fucking podcasting or something. <laughs> but um, that's been my week. Oh, all right. So how about you, Brandon? Uh, well, 
primarily still uh, doing Dragon Quest Eleven. Um, I'm further along now, um, and I'm pretty close to getting the whole party back together. You know, after the massive cataclysmic event that happened. Yeah, Fantasy uh, Six. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, I really ain't got much more to add. Although I will say though, um, the whole the thing about like this part of the game when you're going out and getting, you know, the rest of your party is it's kind of open ended, but it's also kind of not because although you could theoretically go to different places to get different party members back. It would also mean that you would be at a severe disadvantage because a lot of those party members that you have to go and get uh, in the certain order in order to get some of the fight, some of the bosses you come in contact with, hmm. which is the illusion of choice, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it's still, you know, still good. Still a lot of fun. Um, uh, and let's see, other than that, uh, the eight, I've been playing uh, the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney trilogy because I saw they've been uh, playing it on Game Grumps, and I was like, you know, I've never played an Ace Attorney game before. I might as well give it a try. So uh, this I'll is what we there. call an impulse buy. Yeah, and it was only thirty bucks, so went ahead and got it on PSN. Um, nice. Yeah. Um, you know, it's basically yeah, it's just it, it's. I guess it's technically like a visual novel, but it's really more of like an adventure game. Hmm. It's much more involved than just, you know, like it's it, a lot of its uh, mechanics actually remind me of a uh, oh, Snatcher, for example, except without the gunplay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that I. Will admit though, I'm currently doing the uh, the one the third case of the first game, which is the the uh, uh, murder at the film studio, and I finished it last night. But it was pretty much the final verdict. I finally purely brute forcing it because the actual like you can prove that the suspect did it, but the problem is. You have to sh- you have to find out if there is a motive. Here's the thing: the in the third game there is no motive because they acted in self defense. Hmm. But and so like it gives you like two choices: are you you know it's like you have proof of their of their motive or you don't have any proof. And the way that they word it makes it sound like you're giving up. Hmm. When in fact, what you're saying is they don't have a moment because it was an act, it motive because it was an act of self events that happened mm. in the moment. So bad wording. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I mean, other than that, it's a lot of it's really good, amazingly gripping. <laughs> mm. It takes the whole court procedural thing and somehow makes it not only really gripping, but anime as f. <laughs> yeah, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, which unfortunately comes into play when there are any women involved. Oh, or yes. they sexualize them. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, other than that, just E3 anticipation, man. I want to see – I got two games that I'm really looking forward to seeing here at E3. Mm-hmm. I want to see more of Cyberpunk 2077, and I want to – and I hope we get a release date. <laughs> uh I'm crossing my fingers for that one, but 
You know, I mean, when, when did the last DLC for uh, Witcher 3 come out? Like, uh, I think it was like a f- couple of years ago. So they've had enough time at this point. Um, but, and the other is the Final Fantasy VII remake. Just because I want to see more of that game and see what they intend, how they intend to go about it. Are they still going to go the episodic route like they've been saying they were going to do or what? Hmm. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much been me. So, Chris, what about you? Uh, yeah, so yesterday we did a stream for Trevor Saves the Universe, which is the new game from Squanch Games, uh, which is Justin Roiland's studio. Mm-hmm. And very much uh, it is like, hey, what if we uh, made uh, Astrobot, but with like Rick and Morty style humor mm-hmm. to it? Uh, so you're co- controlling a like chair ridden character. Mm-hmm. Who, which they call a chairorpian, mm. is what the the species is called. I guess mm. you come from a planet of people that just are stay in the chair. Which has some funny bits when you're getting near uh, the end of that area, where you go look at these uh, statues of people like this guy invented sitting, mm. this guy invented science, this guy invented uh, physics, like uh, just ridiculous shit. And uh, you're controlling Trover. Who is I forget what the species is called, but uh, if you've seen his character design, he looks like he has like uh, a head in each of his eye sockets. Uh, it's because they put uh, these power babies in his eyes, mm. uh, which uh, as you go through the game, you're collecting these green ones that uh, are kind of hidden around, which upgrades his health, at least so far from what I've seen in the ship. Uh, but then you also come up to these points where you meet these people that have upgrade power babies that uh, the one in his eye will eat the upgrade one to get new abilities. So like you get uh, double jump, I think is the first one. The second one you get is a roll, like a dodge roll for uh, action sequences. And yeah, the game is kind of really fucked up. Uh, so like the, the very beginning of the game involves uh, your character... Uh, watching uh, like out with your two dogs and watching as this like bird dude just comes up to you and takes your do- dogs and shoves them into his eyes uh, and takes them. And then you're kind of known weirdly in your town as like the guy with the dogs uh, who like helped this evil guy like become super powerful, I guess mm-hmm. uh, somehow. And uh, then you meet up with Trover who needs to take you to his boss and his boss, uh, which very much sounds like uh, Rick from Rick and Morty, uh, is basically telling him, like, no, you two need to work together to save the universe. Uh, and you go over to uh, these different planets, which are just worlds, and kind of with you being uh, in a ship, you kind of have to hop from node to node. So you get Trover over to the next node, and from there, uh, one of the upgrades you get with your ship, is, or with your chair, is that you can go uh, up into the air. Like pop it up about two levels up in the air so you can see over obstacles or see specific uh, parts of the levels more easily, that sort of stuff. And they play around with your... It definitely feels like a game is probably better suited for VR, but you can play it without if you want. Uh, because there's a lot of uh, using the right stick to move the camera around. Mm. It's like you're spinning around your ship, your, uh, your chair. And there's a lot of like 
hidden power babies that are hidden around the level, so you can kind of look around, and uh, I assume you can do that freely with the when you're in VR, versus using the right stick and looking around all over the place. And yeah, it's full of full of a lot of like Rick and Morty style humor. Like the the first upgrade guy I got to, he's like, "I need you to kill all these these enemies here." And so I went over to this one area where there were some killing. He's like, "No, those are my pets." What the hell, you asshole! It just starts cursing at you and all this. And I went and go kill the other ones that I guess he was I was supposed to kill. And he's like, "Oh, you killed those ones too!" Ah, oh, it just gives you the power, baby. Just tell you to get the hell out of here, sort of thing. Uh, I met him a second time. I didn't know if if I did that correctly the first time. If I would have gotten a second uh, power baby for Trover or what would have happened there. But uh, I met one uh, in the second level that was. Similar kind of gimmick is like, oh, go kill the these uh, these mushroom enemies that are over here, but don't kill my pet. And they all look the same. Mm. And so I went over there, and it's like three of them came after me, and one was just hanging back. And I was like, well, maybe that's the pet. So I go and kill the three, and he's like, oh, you killed my pet. What the hell, asshole? It's like doing the same kind of bits. Uh, and I killed the last one, and she gives me the power baby, that sort of thing. But uh, and that whole area is pretty good so you get to this final area where you're trying to get this cauldron to suck in uh these like pieces of the glorcon which is like the the name of the bad guy mm-hmm. like he made he's been making clones that send at you to uh try and kill you and uh you're trying to sort of pull in a bunch of pieces of him so you can get like dna samples and such help you like track where he might be and uh meanwhile they're, like there are these guys hanging up on the top it's like, ah, oh, just talking shit to you the whole time. Uh, what, meanwhile, you're trying to, you're going around picking up these like pieces of stones that you can stack up to get up to them. It's like, oh, look at these guys just picking up stones, throwing it around. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. And you start stacking. He's like, oh, I heard people that stack things are racist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of thing. It's like, it's a really stupid humor. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, if you're definitely not into uh, Rick and Morty style humor, it's going to be annoying uh, for you. But uh, they do. They did a lot of the same stuff they did with uh, Accounting Plus, where there's lots of like hidden things. Like the the first person I met, I had Trover uh, just keep hitting him with his sword, uh, and eventually killed him. I got a trophy for that uh, sort of thing. But there's a point where you can just stop when you like scare him to leave you alone. Uh, and you meet a character in the second level called Doopy Duper, which is a very Rick and Morty kind of stupid name. He he has all sorts of stupid names for everything. Um, and she is just kind of a jerk to you. Uh, from the start, so uh, you get uh, to her house, and she's like, "Oh, I want to move over to this house," and you got to pick up all of her boxes and move it over to there. Uh, you go put it inside. She's like, "No, they need to sit out front." And like, "No, that, they need to be up on the roof." You try and put them on the roof, and they don't stay up there because it's not flat. And then Trevor's like, "Oh, she must have greased him, that asshole." Uh, so they can't just stay on the the roof, that sort of thing. And yeah, it's a lot of that sort of stuff. Um, there's like a funny bit in the first island where uh, you meet this guy, Mr. Pop-Up, who is just an asshole to you constantly, but he asks you to kill Michael, who is an asshole to everybody, I guess. And you get up to Michael, and he's like, uh, you, you probably shouldn't kill me because I got pregnant women in here. And he tells you, like, he's uh, he's uh, sucking juice out of them to, I don't know, create something weird that gets them off or whatever it was, some real stupid shit and ask you to like just go throw this boulder on Mr. Pop-Up's house sort of thing and you got like this uh, ultimatum of like who do you kill uh, so I knocked off Michael's house off this cliff 
uh, which makes sense because uh, he's been a huge asshole and it's like abusing these pregnant women, I guess. And then you go over to Ms. Pop-Up who's like, oh, thank you for doing this. Now i got to go find my pregnant wives sort of thing. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, I got bad news for you, Mr. Pop-Up. They just leave uh, before you can do anything. But yeah, uh, they give you like these lots of weird things to do. Uh, and you meet like these uh, abstainers who are like the, the same species as the Glorcon. Uh, and so you go do the node hopping to get up to their place. There's talking to you. Well, and as you leave, like, uh, like talking about, Oh, thank God they're gone. I can like, uh, I'll take off these pants and air it out. Kind of thing. Like, uh, and then you come back and they, like confront them about it. Since like, they got lots of weird dialogue in there for all the different kinds of situations you can get into. It's fucking ridiculous. It's kind of fun. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a very weird game. Like, very much influenced by Astrobot, and it's kind of fun that same way. Hmm. Um, it's not as well made as that game. Like the combat can be a little bit uh, uh, kind of just simplistic, but now that I got this dodge roll, uh, it adds a little bit to it. So uh, I'm definitely going to keep putting more time into that and uh, see it through. I'm hoping that I get a point at a certain point. I can uh, uh, like go back to the other worlds and get the the rest of the collectibles, that sort of stuff. But yeah, uh, also been playing some of the, the newer Xbox, uh, game pass games, uh, outer wilds, which I technically got that from the E3 mix pile last year has been this weird, uh, install file that I've had on my Xbox one since then. Uh, finally got it, you know, updated to the full game and it's a, it's a pretty cool game. It's kind of a, it's kind of like a, a sci-fi exploration kind of game where you're uh, part of this race of people that are kind of exploring the other planets in their solar system. It's not our solar system. So like there are mm-hmm. maybe like four or five planets total in the solar system. Uh, but they do a lot of cool design and uh, all that. So like at the beginning of the game, you're kind of an astronaut that's getting ready to uh, go on their first solo flight into space and explore these other planets. And, you have to go back to you can go sort of go around your village, talk to people, like get a bit of story uh, stuff to it. But you have to go up to the observatory to get the launch codes for your ship. And along the way, you know, you get chances to learn how to use your different tools. There's like a an audio tool that lets you kind of follow audio signals uh, sort of way, so it lets you like track uh, different things, uh, other planets and things on the planet by different sounds they make. Like, I got to the first planet I got to, I found uh, one of the other astronauts that's on there by following his signal where he's playing, like, a flute or something like that. Uh, you also got, like, a, a like satellite launcher kind of thing, like a, a scouter uh, that you can kind of launch and take shots so you can sort of see high up in the air if you don't want to fly up there yourself. Or... You can turn to like photo mode because there's this material called ghost matter that you can't see, but uh, if you take a picture, you can see it. It's a deadly substance that you don't want to run into or else it'll kill you. And I ended up finding out there's this uh, other species that was here on this planet before uh, we got to it. And you're kind of trying to unlock like what their whole thing was about. Uh, and it's kind of a lot of exploration, talking to people, learning things, and you kind of come to the realization that you're kind of in a time loop. 
So there's a little bit of Groundhog Day in here. So every time I die, after I got the the launch codes, uh, whenever I die, I go back to the point where I'm about to ready to launch off. And so I can sort of get back into that kind of loop. I did die before it, like the very first time, because I went on this geyser and it shot me up into the air. And there was nothing soft to land on. So I just died uh, from that. Um, but yeah, I went on to this planet, and there's a lot of cool stuff there. But I mainly went on to this island where... Uh, the other dude was at, I think his name was like Garbo or something like that. And you kind of talk to him, learn, uh, like learn about what he's been seeing on this planet. And you go back to your ship and on your ship log, it starts like jotting down like things you've learned. So it's like, I know there's like this other island where there's, uh, this statue came from that was on the, our home planet, uh, which weirdly kind of reacted to you coming around. And that's like how you're responding is, through having interacted with that statue in a certain way. Uh, it's like keeping track of the things you're doing and like allowing you to kind of uh, keep certain kinds of progress uh, for new uh, times when you have to start over again, that sort of stuff. Uh, not really explaining it too well, but it's this planet is pretty cool as well. Uh, it has like tornadoes constantly going on uh, and water, water spouts that when it gets to the island, it shoots it up into space. Uh, and so like, then you're like in zero G you're kind of like, uh, when I had her happen the first couple times, like, Oh shit. Cause you're, you don't want to be like falling to the ground and killing yourself. Uh, that sort of stuff. So you're trying to, uh, not go flying off into space or anything like that. Uh, if you can help it. But also when you go land, like the water kind of, you sink into the water for a little bit. And that also presents its own like weird stuff to it. When you're trying to ma- manage your, uh, like spacesuit and uh, keep the the gravity in check. It's like it's really kind of in depth, uh, like simulation stuff. But it's not so much like you have to you have to eat or drink water or anything like that. It's more like physics simulation kind of stuff. Uh, and it's it's so far it's been a really well made game. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing some more of that. And that's going to be uh, one of the games I play on our stream tonight. Uh, the other one's going to be Void Bastards. Which is the new game from some of the former like Bioshock people. Uh, it is a roguelike first-person shooter that has a mix of like comic style to it with uh, like Doom original Doom style, yeah. like simplistic kind of shooting action to it. Which and it all being kind of a roguelike where you're kind of managing your health, uh, managing your ammo, all that sort of stuff. You're getting uh, materials and all that to make new things uh, in your ship and all that so you're definitely trying to go on long runs uh but the things you uh craft in your ship uh persist between runs mm-hmm. and so i'm on the point where i'm trying to make a citizen card uh which you're like all your people you're controlling are criminals and i guess when you get arrested they shred your citizen card mm-hmm. so essentially you're like being brought back to kind of accomplish these tasks it's given to giving to you uh and yeah there's like stealth aspects to it so like if you like i've been crouching a lot in the first few ships i've explored uh because if enemies uh see you they'll just come right at you and open up doors and all that sort of stuff uh but you do have the ability to lock certain doors so you can kind of play around with uh the ai in that sort of sense uh though i ran out of bullets for my gun uh, and i just have these like these mines essentially i can throw out that once they uh, 
sort of settle in. They thrusts, uh, they'll explode when enemies get nearby. Um, I think I just unlocked something else. It's like a, a poison gun, but it's like silenced. So, uh, yeah, it's got a really neat style to it. And like you can, because it's comic style, mm-hmm. uh, you can hear their footsteps when they're nearby. So you start hearing like the, see the words like step, 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 mm-hmm. like as you in, in other rooms. So like, I assume I get it, uh, an upgrade at some point where it puts enemies on the map for me. But right now I can sort of keep an eye out for enemies that way, uh, which is pretty cool. It's a, it's a pretty cool game. And yeah, those are two like very interesting, like Xbox games just came out in this past week. Uh, just been like the first time they've gotten really anything interesting. And in since maybe crackdown three, Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a while. So, uh, those two I'll be playing on stream tonight. Uh, hopefully trying to die as little in each of them. Hmm. Um, and also been playing more Slay the Spire. I finally beat a run uh, the other day, which was in their daily mode, hmm. uh, which kind of set up the, the whole mechanics around curse cards. Uh, so basically every time I got a curse card, it gave me it raised my max HP by six. Uh, so you kind of hmm. wanted to actually bring those in and not just get rid of them whenever you could. Hmm. Uh, which curse cards are kind of cards that either do nothing and just waste space in your hand when you have them, yeah. or they have some sort of negative effect, or they'll do damage to you after the end of the turn. You can't actually use them, so you're hoping that you have cards that specifically allow you to discard cards so you can like get them out of your hand if you need to. Uh, I've had a couple that in that run that specifically limited me to using three cards during that hand, uh, which was real annoying at times when it's like, oh, I've got a good setup for you know playing like four or five six cards i got fucked over with that thing uh sort of thing like yeah it's it was a really interesting like way that they uh had for that daily run i liked really being able to save that run uh, and come back to it the next day uh so i like played the daily run like a day or two later Mm. which was kind of weird but uh pretty cool and i eventually got to the end and that was my first time beating one of the runs uh Played a few more runs after that and just kind of got wiped at a certain point. Uh, running to enemies that just are just pure bullshit assholes. Uh, which is kind of what you expect out of that game. Uh, but yeah, that's been kind of it. How about you, Dan Rip? Yeah, um, I haven't been able to play that many games since I've had a busy two weeks. Um, I just got back from Vegas after watching um, All Elite Wrestling Show, which was awesome. Um, and then the ne- the next day when I got back, uh, uh, to work, uh, we just launched our WWE universe game. So I've been busy managing that community. We have over 10,000 followers in about a week. So pretty busy there. And now our studio has two of the uh, top five downloaded, um, sports games on the app store. So we're pretty proud of that. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, uh, I have been playing, uh, Something embargoed that I can't talk about until 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, but it's a uh, it's a more definitive edition of this of a sequel to a very long game that we are all uh, we are all huge huge fans of. So I'll just keep it at that. Um, uh, I've also been playing some more Phoenix Wright, but that's about it. Yeah. All right. So yeah, definitive edition of a long game. Yeah, I wonder what that could be. Hmm. That's a sequel. Gee, I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll never know. Until 6 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> Might be some heroes in this, like a path of them. Yeah, uh, you never know. Maybe it might be in, very... It might be up in the clouds, or it might be 
cold. Yeah. I think it's probably freezing, and like you don't want to touch metal in the, in the cold. It, no. it, it can get bad. <laughs> uh, especially two of them. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, I saw this game was on was coming out this week. I was like, oh, I wonder if Dan Reb got it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah we'll uh, leave that to uh the readers to figure out what we're hell we're talking about uh but yeah so let's get on to the news stories of uh the week before we get into our e3 uh discussion well technically these all kind of revolve around it so yeah death everything stranding. does this time of year yeah yeah so uh death stranding got a gameplay trailer and a release date for that matter yes yes um, that's out this year yeah november November 8th, 8th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which a lot sooner than anybody was expecting, I guess. Sooner than I expected, yeah, yeah, but then if you – well, somebody reminded me uh, this week, uh, they were already hiring out – sending out want ads for Metal Gear 5 like three years before you know, we even heard about it. So yeah. it's possible that they've been working on this game. Yeah, oh, Kojima has been tweeting a lot. And he, he was tweeting out, like, sort of how the whole path to this game kind of happened. Mm-hmm. Which, like, they picked their, uh, the Decima engine, started working on it mm-hmm. in, like, late 2016. So it's been about three years yeah. they've been working on this game. I think there's, I guess it's enough, to, it's enough, yeah. Three years is enough time to make a game. Let's, let's not be realistic. That, yeah. Even if you're Kojima. Yeah. Yeah. Keep in mind, Kojima and his people are hardcore, so. Yeah. So uh, what do, what do we know about it? Um, yeah, there's uh, there's definitely stealth sections in the game. Uh, I oh do. yeah. So yeah, uh, there's action. There's sh- uh, shooting stealth. combat. Yeah, yeah. Shooting, um, stealth, it's uh, open world yeah. apparently. Yeah. Uh, introduced you got a sick uh, motorcycle too. Yeah, and introduce rather unique mechanics that I'm kind of. And surprised aren't more of a thing. Um, the first is that portable ladder. Yeah, I really liked that myself. Um, yeah. Which it basically... Uh, is there anything like that in 3D gaming that is similar, that has happened like that? I don't think... Usually it's just like, oh, here's a ladder in this area. We have to figure yeah. out what to do with it. Yeah, but it this somewhere. here, you can literally just place it pretty much anywhere you want. And yeah. if it's traversable, you can use it. Yeah, so he also has to, like a, a climbing stake. Yeah, you can a set stake like a point to with like a retractable like, rope. It looks yeah. like so if he needs to get down uh, from a ledge, he can do that yeah. safely. And if the you know it's like the can it's a canyon and the ledges are close enough together, you can use the uh, portable ladder as a bridge. Apparently, yeah. Um, yeah. So I it's definitely some, uh, Breath of the Wild's pissed off about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. This this was definitely a fun trailer to watch because, like, we don't get these kind of trailers anymore. No. Like, they've very much taken after like movie trailers. Like, let's show you everything, and so you're kind of spoiled on what the final experience might be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and this was like lots of there's lots of stuff in here, but you have no idea how any of it fits together. Nope. <laughs> Other than like some story stuff, like. Okay, the U.S. is no longer a thing. It's kind of the United Cities of America. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Norman Reese's character meets the president, who's, like, sick and tells her she's the president of shit. Mm-hmm. Or she's not the president of shit. So, yeah. Like, that's very ridiculous uh, kind of stuff. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, apparently, there's like a. Apparently, like the whole sort of purpose, like the overall mission, is that you're trying to reconnect all the different cities or something. And like Rather. society as a whole too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Some bad shit happened. Uh, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but considering like all the weird like time slip stuff that seems to be kind of a common thing that happened that seems to be happening in most of these trailers. Yeah. Uh something I've been thinking that might have happened is that like uh there was like a time travel experiment that went wrong and it just screwed up the fabric of space time. Or could be that. I, I I also get the sense of a like like biotech having gone horribly wrong type of vibe that's go, that's going on in there too. Yeah, yeah. Somehow yeah. bridges this mm-hmm. other dimension to our dimension. Mm-hmm. That's where these like weird ghost things yeah. are from. Yeah, and you know, like one of the things that happens in the trailer is uh, you know your character you're playing Norman's Regis's character. Uh, Sam Bridges. <laughs> is, is it amazing that we don't, like don't actually care about the character's name? It's just it's normal. Well, we readers. don't know what his name is anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. He basically time slips into World War One, hmm. but it's kind of like it's less like you're in World War One and more like the ghosts of World War One. Yeah, because it kind of like phases in and out of existence. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's weird. This game is weird. Yeah. Yeah, I like want to the, play it very badly. And it's like we finally learned like the the baby in the pod is called a bridge baby. Yeah, like it helps you see these this other dimension. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which like the two hundred dollars special edition includes a replica of this thing. Oh dear mm-hmm. God! Uh, it says life sized BB pod statue. Yeah, as well as a cargo case to put it in. So yep. much nope. <laughs> oh, there'd be so <laughs> many funny things. <laughs> Videos you'll see on TikTok with people taking that thing into restaurants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, also I, as far as like that baby is concerned, I'm not necessarily convinced that that baby is actually human, mm. as we would think. I think it's actually like a genetically engineered organism. Yeah, could be. No, I'm surprised. that apparently somehow manages to crawl down into your throat for some reason. Yeah, have we mentioned this game is weird? Yeah. yeah. Norman Reedus and his throat fetus. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, and they introduce like, a bunch of the different characters. There's a guy, uh, Mads Mikkelsen's character's name is Cliff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Let's see. Leo Sado is fragile. Uh, Guillermo del Toro is dead man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Winding Refn's character is Heartman. Yeah. And there's uh, the other guy whose name is Die Hard Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's Tommy Earl Jenkins is Die Hardman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Troy Baker's character is Higgs. Uh, Lindsay Wagner's character is Amelie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like... A lot of good talent in this game. In this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, Guillermo del Toro doesn't voice his character mm. uh, in this. Uh, it's somebody else. I, I assume he probably was too busy to do all the the motion capture and all that for that. Mm. Uh, I think one of the other characters is the same. Yeah. Uh, I guess Hartman. I think is the one. I think mm-hmm. Coach Mo was saying he wasn't able to do all. He doesn't have the great enough voice for that. Yeah. Uh, for the game, so he had a uh, somebody else do it. Yeah. But yeah, this it's a very weird game, and I'm. 
kind of excited for it. Yeah. Now, now I have like a new like number one game I'm most excited for this fall. Yeah. So. Yeah. Trails of Cold Steel three. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That also doesn't that come out this fall too? Yes, it does. At least yeah. the English version. Yeah. 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 Oh shit. Mm-hmm. I know. Like uh, Kojima, you know, he's done it again. He's made an eight minute gameplay trailer where I still have no idea what's going on. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're not the only one. <laughs> so. Yeah. Which Kojima has been having fun on Twitter. I was talking about all the different mads uh, that are in the game. Mm. There's like singing mads or uh, smoking mads or, you know, mm. crazy mads. Like, mm-hmm. I got to collect them all kind of thing. Yeah. Even even Kojima's Twitter makes no sense. Like, one minute he's posting about the game, the other minute he's posting about Pocky. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Because Kojima. That's, that's why we love him. Like, guy. Yeah. All right, uh, so that was the first story. Let's move on to uh, some Mortal Kombat 11 news. Uh, we, we got four of the six uh, season pass characters confirmed. Uh, yeah, Data Shanks, mine. Uh, yeah, we kind of already knew about these. Ironclad. But, yeah, we'll just yeah. confirm them anyway. Uh, Shang Tsung, Sindel, Nightwolf, uh, and Spawn are the four that are currently confirmed. But not just any Shang Tsung. Hmm. It's the Shang Tsung from the movie. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> but uh, and the other two, uh, according to Dana Miners, will be Ash and Terminator. Uh, but that those haven't been confirmed yet. Probably will be announced at E3. But uh, uh, well, if you heard that last bit of music at yeah. the end of it, mm-hmm. it's the Terminator. <laughs> also, if you saw the uh, Terminator Dark Fate uh, trailer, it uh, kind of. Sort of implied that he might end up being in Mortal Kombat anyway, so mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so that's uh, well, it's good news. At least there's there's guest characters, uh, but hey, there are guest characters that kind of are actually cool. So mm-hmm. uh, I would have preferred more of the uh, MK cast making it in, but no, of course, data binders. There's a hell of a lot more to come. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, those are uh, the four season pass characters that have been confirmed. And uh, Ed Boon trolled on Twitter by uh, implying that Two B was going to be one of the uh, <laughs> DLC characters. No. Phrasing, I... <laughs> phrasing. Yeah. Number one thing, I'd be one hundred percent okay with that. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. Uh, next up, uh, what do we got here? Uh, okay, uh, I th- we talked about this briefly when this was announced, but now we have actual confirmation. Uh, mm-hmm. Some classic PC games are making it to uh, console. Uh, this is like old Bioware stuff. Uh, oh, well, old Bioware and old, uh, uh, what was it, Black Isle? Black or, Isle, yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, Baldur's Gate Enhanced, uh, which is mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate 1 and 2, basically a bundle. Uh, Planescape Torment, uh, those are uh, coming as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Icewind Dale hasn't. I think they said they might actually get around to doing that, but they haven't confirmed that one yet. No, it's on there. Yeah, it's in the package with Planescape Torment. Oh, okay. Mm. Which is kind of weird because I I yeah, would have expected Icewind Dale one and two. Yeah, because that's those games aren't really related. So yeah, but anyway. Uh, and it's gonna be, it, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how younger gamers go up against those games because they are not easy. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> they are not. Uh, and the other one, of course, is Never Winter Nights, which is the one I'm most excited about. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they'll get those. Uh, they'll manage to figure out a way to translate the editors into uh, oh the, the consoles. 
because uh, that was one of the most. It worked parts. really well on the Switch. Yeah. Ugh. So. Uh, and these are all being published by Skybound. Yep. Which they've certainly grown a lot since the, when they took over The Walking Dead. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to these because I'm a gamer of a certain vintage. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, I want to play Baldur's Gate again, and I would like to play it on the PS4. So, hey, yeah. I'm good with that. In uh, other rumored news, uh, Baldur's Gate 3 may be being done by the team that did Division of the Divinity Original Sin. Well, they picked the perfect people to do it. Well, yeah, if anybody knows how to do a classic computer RPG on a modern console, it's, it is these guys. Uh-huh. So, uh, no confirmation yet, but these are the rumors. Um I expect we'll probably see this, see this at the PC gaming show. If it's going to be announced anywhere, it'll probably be there. Mm. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, Pokemon Company has uh, uh, some stuff going on. Yeah, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, they announced a new mobile game. Mm-hmm. A couple of them, I guess. It was a pretty weird because, like, as we know, like, Nintendo doesn't do uh, press conferences anymore. Anymore. Yeah, they just mm-hmm. do directs. When they did this, they, it was uh, started off with Ishiara, the uh, Pokemon guy, and then he just introduces other people to talk about random announcements they had, and then one of them was for Detective Pikachu, uh, saying that they'll be making a sequel on Switch, and then um, he introduced another guy to talk about how well the movie did, who was also working <laughs> on Godzilla, and then he's like, I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but Godzilla's coming out too. And then it goes back to Ishiara, and he's like, oh, thank you for talking about something that isn't Pokemon. And it was like, it was all a, just a fun mess. <laughs> just a yeah. Every, yeah. Every time he had someone enter, like he had like on, he had this, this, this weird music on. And it was just, the whole thing just came off as really weird because, well, we, we have the uh, cultural differences between us and Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the translators speaking in three languages. And it was, it was just very, very pleasant. Like... Um, if you thought the uh, the switch reveal was awkward, this was just a whole new awkward, and it was it was totally great to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So they announced the Detective Pikachu for Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's a sequel or the original game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way they say here is like plans are underway to bring this crime solving Pikachu to Nintendo Switch. Yeah, the original game actually ended in a cliffhanger. Um, this game apparently gives it a proper ending, but there's no word in whether it's a remake or a sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, see, they also announced Pokemon Home, which is a cloud oh. service that will work with uh, Switch, iOS, and Android to uh, bring your Pokemon from those other games to the other ones. It's so like from Go, Let's Go, and Sword and Shield. And, uh, can I be a more efficient way of doing that from what I remember the old games doing? Yeah. yeah it's, have like the, it's, a, it's an upgraded Pokemon bank. Um, this basically allows people to share or um, put their Pokemon on the cloud so they can pretty much put on any game they want so if you've been playing since the beginning you know you you didn't lose anything Hmm. yeah though that will be out early 2020 so uh, if you're relying on that to bring stuff over you're going to be waiting for a while (laughs) Uh, let's see the third one is Pokemon Sleep yes uh, which is sort of their uh experience that kind of goes along with Pokemon Go mm-hmm. where like it'll track your uh, it says tracks the user's time sleeping and brings a gameplay experience unlike any other uh, and so like it'll so not, not only not are they tracking your stuff when you're playing Go now they can track it when you're sleeping I can only imagine them having their board meeting talking about what they'll do next They're like guys you know we, we're dominating mobile with Pokemon Go 
We have more hardcore people playing our actual Pokemon games. We have a Pokemon anime. Our movie is doing well, but what else can we do to go further hemorrhage more money from these guys? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, people sleep for eight hours a day. Yeah, we can <laughs> make money when they sleep. Yeah, so they got a new device that goes with this called the Pokemon Go Plus Plus. <laughs> uh, that'll be like a little <laughs> tracker you have next to you. Uh, it says, use this Pokemon Go Plus device during the day. Put an extra pillow at night to track your time sleeping. It sends the sleep information to your smartphone via Bluetooth. So, okay. What fresh hell is Pokemon this? Go Plus Plus. Yes. Uh, this is uh, a bad name. Oh, no. yeah. And their fourth game is called Pokemon Masters. Uh, it seems like it's going to be a gotcha game, but with uh, Pokemon trainers. Oh. You're collecting all the trainers from the previous Pokemon games. Oh, joy. And using them to fight uh, each other, I guess. <laughs> And I guess to celebrate Pokemon uh, Sleep's announcement, they had a bunch of Snorlaxes uh, in the wild for Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah, and uh, N- Nintendo didn't retweet any of the stuff. Like Pokemon nope. just rogue here. Yeah. Um, that said, they're yeah. going to be direct uh, early this week. Uh, yeah, the fifth, uh, I think. Shield, I assumed. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll confirm things for Switch. Yeah. Then. Confirm things and basically just clear oh. the deck for E3. This is at a good time. It's uh, let's see, June fifth at <laughs> six a.m. Pacific time. Oh well, okay. I what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, they're doing it from Japan. Yeah, mainly we're right. told to go fuck ourselves. <laughs> so it'll be nine o'clock here on the East Coast. Yeah. So well, in Japan, it'll be around midnight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then uh, you, you forgot there one more thing announcement. Um, Ishiara exactly. mentioned, oh, you might have noticed the, the shirt I was wearing. We have a new product called Pokemon Shirts. And it's, it's basically just, a, it, it's, they're, they're business casual shirts that you can just edit with the buttons, the collar, the actual shirt with whatever Pokemon silhouette you want. And I'm like, uh, yeah, what, so what a pins. way to end your conference, guys. <laughs> with shirts. Here we got Pokemon pins to put on your shirts. Mm. <laughs> yeah. so. All right, so we'll get to the next news story, which is uh, Iron Maiden is suing 3D Realms. Yeah, uh, because of uh, their throwback uh, shooter that's coming out not terribly long from now called Ion Maiden. Yeah. Uh, on the one hand, Iron Maiden is being kind of petty here. On the other hand, it's a really stupid name. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, you can kind of. I mean, if you look at the if you look at the logos, you can kind of sort of see the resemblance. Yeah, like it's not exactly subtle. Nope. Uh, but you know, me if I see Ion Maiden, uh, I'd be like, "What? Did you spell it wrong?" Uh, mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and no, it's I'm not like, copyright infringement. It's just stupid. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is. I think this. You know, falls under the category of homage because obviously these people really like. Iron Maiden, mm-hmm. you know. So me, I'm like, well, when I look at Ion Maiden, I'm like, well, okay, I'll just go put on Number of the Beast, and I'm good. Uh, mm. But then I went and took a look at Ion Maiden, and I'm like, okay, I think I will need to play this game because uh, yep. it looks really good. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very much a throwback style shooter. It's very much over the top, uh, and uh, it definitely it definitely has a very metal type of aesthetic to it. Let's not be uh, beat around the bush. It really does. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I like everything I see. So I, I kind of think Iron Maiden really is kind of being a little bit petty here because they don't really, uh, well, you can't really trade, you can't really trademark mm. 
Maiden. It's like, well, Bethesda doing the whole thing with scrolls. They keep doing that uh and losing. Uh, I see Eddie, though, too. Yeah, so... That's where they fucked up. Yeah, there's that. I say the main character is based on their musician, Steve Harris, which was in their previous game, Bombshell. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't think anybody that... uh, um, like, yeah, there goes the plausible deniability. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is a problem, no. But I don't think anybody who uh, like looks at Ion Maiden is going to go, uh, well, yeah, maybe Iron Maiden is doing a new game. No. Because it's like, it's obviously not Iron Maiden. Uh, if, it, if it was officially licensed, it wouldn't be spelled incorrectly. So, just saying. Uh, yeah, so uh, we'll uh, go into some more Final Fantasy fourteen updates. Uh, some quick ones from you, it looks like that. Yeah, um, the media tour embargo is over. Uh, gameplay news is just pouring in. I was going to try to go in-depth a little more, but uh, that was incumbent on a few things that didn't quite pan out. So I'm going to sort of paint it with a broader brush and... It seems like homogenization is the word of the day that in the community. Um, spoken with uh, a strong sense of apprehension because while balance is good, we also want nuance. Mm-hmm. We want jobs to feel differently. We want we want them to bring different things to the table. And there ha- there has been some concern about this, particularly when it comes to tanks. But um, first I want to talk about healers because they're being um, sort of reinvented from a perspective of being quote-unquote pure healers mm-hmm. and playing that pure healing role in the party. And I, when it comes to multiplayer content, I can see that being fantastic. I'm not quite sure how it's going to shake out with... Solo content, which there is plenty of in the game. There are a lot of instances that are single player, um, that are single player centric. And a lot of those instances do have DPS checks. Are we going to, are are healers going to be able to hold up to that? Have they, have they tested that out to make sure that, I mean, even as recently as 4.56, which was the last trailer to have, story content, um, there was a really uh, strict DPS check in the instance battle. And even as a Dragoon, I had to to really push to get through that. And I'm not sure uh, if they're reimagining healers to not really do that whole DPS thing um, and just focus entirely on their healing. I don't know how they're going to to crank out the kinds of numbers that they need to in order to get through that kind of content in single player, mm-hmm. but maybe they'll maybe they'll fine tune it. I don't know. Yeah, but um, I, I trust Yoshida at this point. I um, it's just one of those things that really gives me questions from a philosophical standpoint. Like just the kind of thing that would be setting off alarms in my own head if I were in the studio working on that kind of concept. Mm. But hopefully, um, hopefully it all comes out in the wash, and um, you know it all 
and it doesn't really screw healers over through the main story quest because, uh, well, if it did, I'm sure the hot fixes would be coming in within days. Yeah. Um, the other side of that coin is going to be the tanks, which they also want people to play more, and it's showing because, um, there's a sort of debate whether or not the team is optimizing tanks to be more efficient or if they're dumbing them down um, straight up to get more people playing them. Because I think it's going to come down to how effective the tank stances are by themselves uh, before, before you go into the particulars of any one ability or another. Because the idea shouldn't be that tanks need to be able to hold hate, hold aggro by default. Um, they should still have to work for it. But I don't think it would be dumbing it down if if they whittled the necessary tool set to do that down to 16 abilities that will fit on your cross hotbars. Yeah. Um, obviously, you do have the double cross hotbar or the extended cross hotbar, whichever you prefer, but it was really a solution to a problem that shouldn't exist in the first place. You know, they they made this game um, a Realm Reborn, at least, for console in the first place. The cross hotbar has been a thing since then. You should be able to get a complete effective tool set for any given job to fit on that cross hotbar. And that's uh, that's something that they've struggled with ever since. But hopefully, um, the optimization is what we get, where um, we're seeing things like aggro combos getting uh, stripped out in favor of other abilities. So you only have like your one main rotation for um, whatever tank you happen to be playing. Um, I think they're doing a good job of keeping them feeling different uh, from job to job. But I'm hopeful that that it isn't patronizing yeah. because um, I like that tanking is work. I like that not just anyone can do it because that that's a skill that is in demand, which has a lot of value in an MMO environment. Yeah. Um, I don't want it to just be... Um, DPS, but with defensive cooldowns. So hopefully they um, hopefully they struck a good balance. Um, the jobs themselves seem really fun to play from what I've seen, but um, I, I'm just hoping that it stays as I, I hope the dynamic of it doesn't change. Okay. Um, other than that, there's the trust system, which is basically. AI party members uh, taken from the the cast of Final Fantasy XIV to go through multiplayer content with you when you can't find party members or don't want to wait for the duty finder, hmm. uh, which I think would be a fantastic thing if it wasn't restricted to Shadowbringers content. Hmm. So far. And so, well, no, the, the way they're doing this, it's all uh, scripted. Yeah. Because they're not just they didn't just make AIs to to play. They scripted everything out so that 
um, they were actually showing their personalities and how they played and their interactions that are pertinent to whatever dungeon you happen to be running. There's banter like you would expect from Dragon Age, depending on what members are in your party. And so the, they've already pretty much said that, no, we, we cannot go back and write all of this scripting for all of this old content. And so it's going to be exclusive to Shadowbringers content. And I kind of wonder if that means that um, a sort of soft reboot is coming, kind of like A Realm Reborn itself was where they hit the reset button and, you know, purge some of the spaghetti code and get an entire game that is compatible with whatever ideas they've come up with since 2013. Um, Obviously, WoW did this with Cataclysm. There's plenty of stuff in the lore that implies that Final Fantasy XIV could do this. But I'm not – that would also be like six years of content that they'd be throwing out the window if they did that. So yeah, I'm not sure if – or and I'm not sure how they would plan on making that work. But um, we're definitely starting to see a real disparity between um, a Realm Reborn content and the stuff they're churning out now. Mm-hmm. And something is going to have to happen to redress that, unfortunately. Hmm. But um, I don't know. I, d- despite all of that, I I didn't want it to sound um, as negative as it kind of did because the game still looks fantastic and it's still going to be an amazing time sink when it comes out in a month. But um, yeah, that's um, just kind of the the tone that we're hearing in the community um about these uh various changes it, but i'm sure um you know a lot of that just comes from having uh, by playing it in proxy from the media tour footage and we'll know a lot more obviously at the end of the month yeah okay so let's uh, move on with uh, the show here uh microsoft is going to be bringing more of their PC games off of the Windows Store and onto Steam. Uh, yeah, this is kind of like this seems to be sort of like them thumbing their nose at Epic. Yeah, there's a little of that. Um, I think it's also like nobody's probably buying these games on Windows Store. Yeah, yeah that's also true. At the same true. time, they also added Win32 support to the Windows Store. So okay, mm. now people could uh, like actual. You know, you don't have to do a UWP app to get it on the Windows Store anymore. You can just do a regular app and put that there. Mm. So it's it's kind of like leveling the playing field, I suppose. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, you'd be able to get uh, probably be able to get Crackdown Three on Steam if you, for some reason, want to, or Sea of Thieves uh, if you, for some reason, want to. Now, how's this going to work? How's this going to work with uh, transferable games between? Xbox One and PC. Uh, that's the thing. The cross buy will not populate over to Steam. Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah. So it's uh, if you want the cro- the cross buy to work, you have to buy it over the. They control that platform, so they have the accounts in place to, uh, to keep track of that stuff. Uh, which uh, kind of brings us to the second little part of this announcement: is that Game Game Pass uh, will be coming to the PC as well. 
um, which is pretty cool. I mean, it's about time. Uh, it's going to be a different stable of games, naturally, because there's a whole lot of oh, yeah. different stuff on PC than there are on the Xbox. Unless yeah. this is terraforming. Yeah. yeah. Could be. Uh, but yeah, that will be yeah. on the Windows. Seems store. like it's going to be a separate subscription, too. Yeah. For... Yeah, which is a little weird. Um, it's going to kind of leave the cross-platform people in in the in the dust, basically. No, uh, well, if you, yeah, if you want all of the Game Pass stuff on PC and the Game Pass stuff on Xbox, you're going to be paying twice, which is, yeah, not great. Yeah, unless they come up with like a super ultimate subscription service. Yeah, you get this gold, is like you get... an intriguing concept to me to a hard pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, and it... And they're still calling it Xbox Game Pass. What the fuck? Um, yeah, it's, it's something that you may not be aware of is uh, Microsoft doesn't know how to do marketing. Uh, yeah, it's like, okay, it's Xbox Game Pass for PC. Yeah. Xbox but, Game Pass for Xbox One. Yeah, and it's just like, the Xbox Game Pass, but no. Uh, this is why we like, have uh, uh, Windows 10 1809, Windows 10 1903, yeah. uh, and it's still Windows 10. Uh, so yeah, it, it's I don't know. I probably give this the benefit of the doubt for now because um, uh, we've yeah. got. I also saw a story that Paradox is jumping on board with this. So yeah, um, I got an email about that the other day. Yeah. Them saying they're going to be having some stuff at the launch of that. Yeah, and there will be more details uh, during the Xbox show. So uh, yeah, yeah. So I've got uh, yeah. Uh, that's just a brief note. Other document here, Chris. While well, we get into uh, E3 uh, and uh, what we wanna, what we're expecting to see. Yeah, so I put together kind of a cheat sheet here. I uh, went through the last year's press conferences, like looking at stuff they showed. And it's like, okay, this would probably be showing up again. And like taking a bit of news from what uh, these companies have said beforehand. So like kind of going through just uh, the stuff that happens first. Like EA Play is up first. Uh, they announced a stream schedule for Saturday as just from as just a three hour stream set of streams. Hmm. That's weird. Uh, first up is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Everything here gets thirty minutes. Yeah. Uh, there's Apex Legends, Battlefield Five, uh, FIFA, and Madden, and Sims Four. Which, as I know here, like there's no Anthem. Sea of Solitude was announced last year, and that's nowhere here. Mm-hmm. No NHL, NBA Live, Need for Speed, Plants for Zombies. Uh, are mentioned at all, which makes me wonder if there's more stuff that's going to be streamed. Because they said they're going to be doing streams for two days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you good. expect like more in depth stuff. Like here's like you know an hour or two for Star Wars, or here's what's new for you know Apex Legends, that sort of thing. Like go more in depth. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe this is just a really thin showing, and they're just going to have these three hours and be like, "All right, everybody else, it's here. Have fun." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which uh, isn't uh, isn't a good look, I guess. Uh, but yeah, yeah. This, this is EA, right? so yeah, I, I don't have a hell of a lot of expectations for uh, for them at this point. Yeah, um, it's like they could talk more about EA Access, like what's coming to that. Yeah, because uh, like it's coming out the PS4 uh, next month, and it's like maybe announce like Anthem's going to be there hmm. on EA Access, like the full title. Because yeah. you want people on board to play it, so you can have more reasons to keep working on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that sort of stuff. And like, yeah, it also seems like EA very much is kind of going all in on next gen. Yeah, and so they're I'm not necessarily just avoiding talking about Anthem with a ten foot pole. 
Yeah, basically, which sucks because yeah. I like Anthem. <laughs> and they just put out an update for it the other day. Mm-hmm. Add some new stuff to it. Yeah. That's like, yeah, you know what? You have platforms to talk about this stuff. Like, I think they specifically said Need for Speed is not going to be at E3. So that's not really a huge surprise. Uh, they'll have more times to talk about this stuff over the summer. Yeah. Dead but, franchise. Uh, <laughs> Dead franchise, he says. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I kind of agree with you at this point. Payback didn't really do all that well. Yeah. And, uh, it's... If they want to, if they want to save that franchise, they really need to take it away from the uh, the whole idea of uh, a a movie style of play because it's not that. Yeah. Well, they need to stop fence sitting on genres too. Yeah, so. yeah. So last one was like trying to be more burnout yeah. with like the crash cam kind of stuff, but nobody's playing burnout once. You know, a Fast and Furious style story to it. Yeah. Yeah, what they what they need to do is take Need for Speed and then just make Outrun, and then don't put any don't put any frivolous story behind it. And just make a cross a cross country uh, checkpoint style racer, uh, and uh, I will pay you for that. I would play the shit out of that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, we have Microsoft will be kicking things off on Sunday at four p.m. Eastern time, one p.m. Uh, Pacific. Uh, Phil specifically said after one of their their most recent like rehearsal or the final one they did before they go out to LA is uh, they're gonna have 14 Xbox Game Studios games in the show this year. Uh, so I kind of listed out all their studios here, uh, which three for three industries is obviously gonna be showing Halo Infinite. Uh, the Coalition has three games they could show, which oh, Gears yeah. Five, which is out this year. There's Tactics, mm-hmm. which is the PC game. I assume also has to become the consoles, and there's Gears Pop, which I would be surprised they don't show because it's kind of in. They could just talk about it, but it's uh, in beta right now. I think yeah. on mobile, it's it's kind of a Clash Royale kind of game, mm. which is very weird for that series. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what there is. Uh, Compulsion Games, who uh, is one of their, I think their new studio. Yeah, compared uh, to they, they acquired last year. Yeah, I'm thinking who, what they made. Oh, they made Part we of their shopping few. spree. So, I don't know if they're going to make new stuff for We Happy Few, uh, uh, or if they're going to be so. doing something specific for Microsoft. Yeah. Like, be done with that. Um, yeah, that one's kind of up in the air. Uh, the Initiative is one of the studios they uh, made at E3 last year. They announced the creation of it. Yeah. So, I've one of the key guys from the most recent uh, Tomb Raiders uh, in the reboot series, uh, which could go either way, but they'll have something to show at some point. Yeah. Um, in Exile, we'll be showing Wasteland Three. Yeah. Because uh, that's their new new game, uh, which I found out is not published by anybody else. It's self published. Yeah. So they're kind of keeping it. It's also on Fig, I think. Yeah. They kind of got it crowdfunded again, like the second one. Yeah. Um, Mojang. Uh, we'll also be there. Uh, we know Minecraft Earth was announced, that AR game. Yeah. That might not be shown there, but uh, Minecraft Dungeons is supposed to be out this year. Yeah. That seems like something it could show. And also, if they want to uh, finally make good for something announced two years ago, uh, announce that 4K update for Minecraft on the yeah. consoles. Because that was announced before the Xbox One X launch, and then they have delayed it for two years since then. And that's just not been talked about at all. Yeah. Uh, there's Ninja Theory, who 
yeah, has something they're probably working on. Yeah, but we don't. Uh, probably it. announced it pretty early, but yeah. yeah. Uh, there's Obsidian who will have Outer Worlds coming out later this year. Yep. That's from Private Division being published, uh, which is a 2K uh, sub-publisher. Uh, Playground Games, which seems likely they'll be announcing Fable, their new Fable. Mm. Cause that's the, what they've been rumored to be doing for the last couple of years. <laughs> and, yeah, and yeah, they're not. They might announce like more stuff for uh, Forza Horizon Four as they get to the rest of this year. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's kind of what they're working on. Uh, Rare, which Battletoads. Seems yeah. like thing they announced last year, which said uh, it was coming out in 2018 and didn't. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we still haven't seen anything of it since they, they got stuck on the Throbo Tunnel. Yeah, yeah, and they'll probably also talk about what's next for Sea of Thieves. Um, scuttling, maybe. Uh, I don't know, uh, but yeah, they. I know they'll have some other streams uh, throughout E3 for Microsoft, so yeah, uh, they got more time for some of this other stuff. This doesn't all have to be at the at the show. Yeah, uh, turn ten. It's like. I assume, like when they start talking about the next Xbox, uh, Turn Ten will be up there showing Forza Motorsport Eight. That seemed likely. Yeah. Maybe whatever else they're doing for Forza Seven. Uh, yeah, whatever DLC they plan to do for Forza Seven. Uh, yeah, because I think they're still in the middle of the make good. Yep. That they're doing. Yeah. That's why they're not putting out Seven this year. Eight, yeah. That and they're just pushing it for the next console. You know, what would be a really good make good for that game. Hmm? Getting the price down under the fifty dollar point. <laughs> that will probably happen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, Undead Labs, uh, I assume it's just new State of Decay 2 content. Probably. That's largely what they've been working on, unless they're going to announce the the big MMO thing they were supposed to be working on at some point for mm-hmm. next gen. Uh, and then there's Xbox Global Publishing, which is like their second, uh, uh, second uh, party developers stuff, which is Ori and the Will of the Wisps. And Cuphead, the delicious last course, which is that new DLC expansion they are releasing at some point this year. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they got those two things, which those were shown at last E3 and still not out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I thought Ori was supposed to come out early this year. It was. It got pushed. It, yeah, yeah. It's like okay, well. Uh, yeah, and I I took two games from last E3. That I think it will also show up here, which is Dying Light Two. Yeah. And Cyberpunk 2077. That's fair. Because uh, those two are still not out yet. Like Cyberpunk was rumored to potentially come out this year, but I think they would be best like having it early next year. Because uh, there's going to be a lot, and also let those people fucking not kill themselves mm. uh, working on this game. Yeah. Uh, I assume we'll get details on Xbox Game Pass for PC. Yeah, that's been confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. And they've said that. Uh, as far as like all the titles are going to do, because mm-hmm. uh, I think they've announced publishers Bethesda, Deep Silver, Devolver Digital, Paradox, Sega, and more. Yeah. So, look at what they those people make, which Bethesda you already know. Yeah. And more is getting fucking popular. And more, yeah. yes. <laughs> I mean, it's lots of indies. Yep. Uh, all of the indies. Yep. Uh, let's see. Yep. I assume Xbox Two, whatever they're going to call it, it's going to be revealed. Yeah. Maybe we'll get an actual name. Yep. Not just like when they announced Project Scorpio. No, I don't think we're at that X. point in the development. Yeah, the, the Xbox uh, One Double X. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, if they give it a proper name and a real um, a real showing, that would be 
that would be setting up a 2019 launch, and I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, they've uh, they've announced their stuff way early before, like the X that was announced a year and a half beforehand. Yeah, well, was, that wasn't a gener that wasn't a generational transition. Yeah, no, but it was. They have a playbook for these yeah. sorts of things. Yeah, but I've seen yeah. the I've seen the roadmap for the the whole project is called Scarlet. Uh, yeah, and they have a series of those, and those those documents leaked like last year. So they've been working on this for quite a while. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see it. I at least see the the SKUs for it, or at least the industrial design for it. We'll probably see this. Year. Yeah, we'll definitely get like details on like what their core plan for the next gen is. Yeah, yeah, uh, well, that I believe. I, yeah. yeah, and that's a lot more than what we've gotten over the last few months, where they're just like, "Hey, X Cloud, this thing's cool." <laughs> we're like okay uh that's not really reason to have a new console yeah uh but yeah the and also like last time around they announced a console uh they announced it just before e3 and that went real bad <laughs> when the xbox one uh was announced that was like disaster scenario yeah so they get scared but that wasn't from, because of the timing that was because of the content no. <laughs> yeah and because it was of the also Patrick. Mm. also when they revealed it like their ability to take feedback and pivot, that was too late for. <laughs> yeah. So they already uh, had the PR disaster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, we'll get details on whatever they're doing with xCloud. Because yeah. all we know is that they're working on this cloud service and don't really know much more than that. Like, is there going to be subscription tied to this thing? Uh, what stuff are you going to have natively on your consoles? That sort of stuff. There's there's a rumor suggesting like they're not gonna have exclusives for the new console hmm. for a while. Uh, it's gonna be like cross-platform stuff uh, between Microsoft's things here, which you could potentially have something uh, made for the next Xbox and then have it be streamed on the old one. Yeah, uh, that sort of thing. Which okay. Um, Microsoft actually like, has a very interesting possibility here because they've got a. Uh, a large library of back catalog spanning three generations, and they've got millions of users with many digital purchases of those titles already on their accounts. Yeah. Uh, so I can imagine that one part of xCloud might be that uh, you now have cloud access to all of those games that you've already purchased, which yeah. would be pretty huge. Yeah. Uh, but also there's potential of people not liking that being tied to the cloud. Versus just being things you can download like you can now on yeah, Xbox One. Yeah, well, I, I don't see that as being uh, like a replacement. I see that as being yeah. an adjunct to it. It's very much messaging. And Microsoft's shown they're not great at messaging at times. Um, yeah, Xbox that was Cast, the whole. It's, it's coming to PC. Um, yeah. yeah, like the whole Xbox One for first year. That was their <laughs> whole problem was they couldn't message anything in a way that made it sound appealing. Yeah. Couldn't keep the messaging... Uh, synced between people. Mm. People said different things that yeah. can contradict each other. Mm. It's like, uh, you know, you guys should have had a meeting before this. Make sure everybody was on the same page. Cause you guys are not. <laughs> uh, and as for the like third party stuff, we know THQ Nordic is going to be announcing new, uh, games, uh, specifically, it seems like it's going to be a new dark siders, uh, like a reboot of the original. Okay. It's like dark siders generations, I think. Mm. And a new destroy all humans game. Okay. We'll keep an eye on 8chan for uh, the announcement for that. Uh, <laughs> Conveniently, 
That's mm. where people found the name for Darksiders Genesis and Destroy All Humans. <laughs> was from that AMA. I was joking. Uh, from uh, one of the guy, THQ guys that posted there. Mm. You can look in the article oh. and see the screenshots. God damn it. There's like Darksiders Genesis, Destroy All Humans, Desperados, Monster Jam, Bob Mutant, <laughs> Monkey King. Like a schedule for E3 2019. God damn it. So, yeah. No matter what happens here, I'm still in kind of a, yeah, go fuck off people. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Microsoft's show could be pretty interesting. It's going to uh, be like the main third-party show mm-hmm. uh, where you'll probably have Ubisoft stuff show up there. It just depends on which stuff is at Microsoft and which is at Ubisoft. Yeah. Uh, same with like Bethesda. Yeah. I assume they'll have... Uh, something there, especially like the the last one they announced, like Fallout Four was going to be on Game Pass for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, some things like that. So yeah, they'll they'll show up. I assume you'll have Square Enix doing something. Hopefully, it's better than what they did last year, which was they showed uh, the Kingdom Hearts trailer. They're going to show their own show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to in for like new stuff, you were pissed. Yeah. <laughs> this is the exact same trailer. Yeah, Microsoft has uh, already kind of confirmed that they're going to go their entire two hour slot. Um, yeah, well, they they feel like they have to swing for the fences for the entire industry, so yeah, that's a bold statement. Yeah, yeah, they're the only, they're the only company here that's going to be doing a press conference with more than just their own games. Yeah, uh, yeah. So we got Bethesda will be showing up a little bit later at eight thirty p.m. Uh, five or yeah, I got the times wrong. I'm here. It's eight thirty Eastern, five thirty Pacific, mm. and. Uh, I basically just looked at what they announced uh, at the last show. Because they announced a bunch that is not out yet. Like Doom Eternal, which will be out this year. Yeah. Uh, Elder Scrolls Blades, which just got into like a beta uh, thing for certain people. Yeah. Uh, which is their mobile game. Pretty bad. But yeah, very much uh, has a lot of like microtransactions and hmm. uh, time you need to spend to open up chests and stuff like that. Uh, which is always like, uh, do you know what franchise you're putting this in? <laughs> yeah. Like, if you want time sinks, uh, it's in when people take more stuff than they can hold. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's that kind of shit. Uh, there's going to be the new Elder Scrolls Online expansion that just comes out before the show yeah. uh, elsewhere. Uh, and I also assume, like, future stuff they're going to announce there as well. Uh, preferably with uh, developers uh, wooing in the crowd mm. at this announcement. Uh there's Elder Scrolls Legends, which is announced for consoles last gen or last year. That was supposed to come out last year, and that didn't happen. So uh, that will happen at some point this year, I assume. Yeah. Uh, that's supposed to be cross-play between all the platforms. Uh, I believe it's also cross-progression too. Yeah. So we're talking about, you know, get in now on PC or mobile, and your progress will transfer over whenever it releases, which hmm. wasn't anytime soon. <laughs> uh, yeah. Still not. Uh, We'll get the the news on Fallout seventy six, the the apology tour. <laughs> yeah, where they, I think I just saw a story where like uh, they were saying like, oh, we knew that this was going to happen, like we were going to get bad feedback on this. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, at least you weren't stupid <laughs> to know like. It? Well, they were stupid because they released it in that state. Yeah, but they weren't <laughs> surprised. That would be the stupid thing. It's like, wait, what? You're saying this is terrible? What? <laughs> Uh, that sort of thing, but I assume like new content they'll be announcing, like expansions, whatever they're doing. Yeah. Um, 
There's two new Wolfenstein games. Realm Reborn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's two new Wolfenstein games. Totaled. <laughs> yeah. We got uh, two Wolfenstein games coming out. Uh, Young Blood. Yeah, that's the one everyone knows about. Yeah. Uh, well, they announced two, both of these last year. Yeah. So uh, Young Blood was the the follow up with uh, his daughters, his twin daughters. So it's like mm-hmm. a co op game. It's on all the consoles and PC. Uh, there's Cyberpilot, which is the VR game. Yeah. Uh, which is going to be on Vive and uh, PSVR, and I assume the Index. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to stay far away from Rift. Yeah. Because uh, they don't like them. And I assume Please we'll be. Let it be better than Doom VFR. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, let's. It, and the way they described it is like a hacking game. Yeah. So it might be a bit more. You're like taking control of the, the big Nazi mechs mm-hmm. and using them to kill Nazis. Yay! So like, I think the joke they said is like we want to let you kill Nazis in every format. Okay. <laughs> nice. And uh, yeah, then they teased uh, stuff for next gen, and I assume with. Uh, Microsoft talking more about their Xbox uh, next-gen stuff. That Bethesda will get to go ahead to start doing more Starfield and Elder Scrolls 6 stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, more than just logos. <laughs> and that's kind of the stuff that we know about. What's yeah. the stuff we don't know about? Like, maybe there's more Rage 2 uh, content? They talked about adding more stuff to that, but that all seemed like challenge stuff. Yeah. Like, inconsequential stuff, really. Yeah, they- so maybe they'll announce, like, the first, like, expansion they have in the works and yeah, I don't yeah. think we're going to see any Dishonored or Prey or anything like that it yeah. doesn't seem like seem like they're taking a break on those for a while uh, they could overhaul Quake Champions I mean but yeah that'd be their yeah. Quake Champions uh, segment hmm. like hey it's free again <laughs> if you didn't get it last time they'll make it free to play in Forever. general yeah <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, Bethesda is always kind of the wild card because you never really know what the hell they're going to do. Yeah, uh, they're always going to have a strong show at the same time. Yeah, uh, like just this stuff we have here, like it's a pretty strong show. Like, yeah, we're going to do already know about. It's yeah, it's the unknown stuff that's going to be um, fun. To yeah, see. Mm. I'll be interested to see if they have anything original because they tend to stick to their franchises. Yeah, because uh, like here we got Doom, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Wolfenstein, mm. and. Or Elder Scrolls. It's like, yeah, that's kind of four of their big franchises. Yeah. Uh, I assume they might have some more VR stuff to announce. Probably. Uh, what it is, we don't know. But, uh, yeah, that seems like it'll be a, a pretty decent show. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We're back on Monday here at the PC Gaming Show, and this is just the lineup of studios they announced ahead of time, which is, uh, I just list, like, games that they have uh, that they're working on or publishing that are coming out at some point. Like Annapurna Interactive. They got The Artful Escape, Due Process, The Pathless, and Wadham. Okay. So it could be any of those. Uh, Chucklefish, makers of Wargroove and uh, Starbound, uh, they announced they're going to be showing one of their new published games. Uh, nothing really specific on that. Yeah. Uh, Coffee Stain Studios, which I assume is they're going to be announcing a date for Satisfactory. Yeah. Uh, or come out soon enough because that looks fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's out in early access right now. So I assume they'll either announce like big new stuff they're adding during early access or a date. Mm. Uh, Digital streams, which is Warframe, yep. they'll announce whatever yeah. big expansion they're working on. Uh, Digital Uppercut is a publisher, and they got Unto the End at Balfaris. Mm. Uh, could be either of those. Uh, Epic will be there. Yeah. So I assume Fortnite. Yeah. They said it's going to be there at the show. Uh, Ewin, which makes gaming chairs and desks, so they'll be one of the sponsor uh, companies. Yeah. 
Uh, I think Samsung is also going to be there as like a sponsor. Uh, there's Fat Shark, who's making a game called Dreadlands. Uh, let's see, Fellow Traveler. Uh, they publish The Church in the Darkness, The Invisible Hand, and Neocab. Mm-hmm. So it could be any of those. Uh, Frontier. Uh, they just announced Ghostbusters DLC for Planet Coaster, which is weird. Uh, but they yeah. also might be talking about their new game. They announced Planet Zoo, mm. which is like, hey, what if we made Zoo Tycoon, but not Microsoft? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Funcom. They got a new expansion for Mutant Year Zero. They also got a game called Moons of Madness, which is a, a Cthulhu horror game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They also have Conan Unconquered. Yeah, yeah. that just came out, though. Yeah. So I think they're... They're just letting it die out there because it's apparently not that good, <laughs> uh, as most of the Conan games have been. Mm. Uh, there's Modus Games. has a couple games called Ari, Lost Words, and Trine 4 uh, that they're publishing. Mm. Uh, there's Paradox Interactive, which I'm assuming is Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Yeah. If you're having a PC show and you're not talking about the new uh, sequel to one of the most beloved PC games of the last 20 years, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you fucked up. <laughs> Uh, there's Perfect World Entertainment, which could be Torchlight Frontrunner, uh, Frontiers, mm. or Remnant from the Ashes. Those are games they're publishing. Mm. Uh, let's see, Raw Fury has a couple games, uh, Atomic Crops, The Last Night, Mosaic, Nightcall, Sable, and Star. Mm. Any of those could be it. Uh, there's a publisher called, or a publisher or developer called Renegades. I couldn't find anything about them on Google because it's a generic name. (laughs) It's like bringing up like music. It's like, okay, that doesn't help. I tried renegade games and it's like, there's a board game maker called renegade, but not renegades. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Oh, I just give up. Yeah. This is a mystery developer. Uh, there's free logic, which is making terraria. So I assume they might announce either a new terraria or some new big update they're doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, rebellion, which announced what they're doing uh, ahead of time, which is showing evil genius Two. And a major unannounced title. Mm. Uh, they're also going to have another game at the show, is a Sniper Elite VR. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's probably not going to be at this show, yeah. as they've said. And uh, let's see, the last one is Tripwire Interactive, which is working on Aspire One VR Operative and Maneater, mm. which Maneater announced at last year's show. Yeah. So I might get a date for that. Um, and yeah, Aspire One is a, a VR game that. They claim they've solved the uh, motion sickness problem with uh, free movement. Hmm. And then they they updated their uh, Killing Floor incursion VR game hmm. with that tech. So I haven't tried that yet, but that'd be neat if they actually did help solve this for most people. Yeah. Uh, so they could show off other of those. So that's kind of what we know about PC Gaming Show because it's the PC like any other appearances is just infinite possibilities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's tons of developers out there we don't know and do know exist that could show up. So that's kind of what we know is going to be there. Yeah. Uh, Ubisoft is at 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific. Uh, we know Beyond Good and Evil 2 is not going to be there. Mm. Uh, they are having a... They are going to have a stream uh, a couple days before. Uh, part of their... What is it? Space Monkey Report? <laughs> that like whole uh, behind the scenes kind of uh, thing they're doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they're gonna talk about new stuff there. Uh, things that are likely: uh, new Splinter Cell, which has been uh, ramping up in uh, details on that of late. Yeah, 
Yeah. As well as Watch Dogs 3, which I think Kotaku confirmed it's going to be in London. Hmm. Which for the, the, the themes of Watch Dogs, that's a good place to be. <laughs> yeah. Because mm-hmm. that place has tons of uh, cameras to spy on people. Yeah. Like, hey, you want uh, an easy story on uh, private, uh, privacy invasion stuff? Like, there you go. Yeah. Uh, as far as new stuff, like Just Dance 2019, Skull and Bones, uh, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Those will be new stuff that will show that are coming out at some point this year or next. I think Skull and Bones is next year still. Yeah, it's, it's been pushed. But they'll show it yeah. uh, some more. Uh, probably give it a date for next year, I assume. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ghost Recon's later this year, and Just Dance uh, will provide the, the wacky part of the show. Yeah. Uh, they did also announce when they... Uh, gave some details on their show. They're going to have uh, new content to talk about for Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, For Honor, Steep, The Division 2, Rainbow Six Siege, and Trials Rising. Yeah. So those will also be there. Keeping all their games supported. Yep. Uh, so that's, uh, that's a good, uh, pretty good show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the big question is, some... will Aisha Tyler be there? That's... Uh, no, I think it's going to be Yves Guillemot again. Oh, well, mm. fail. Yep. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I wonder if what what their Nintendo thing is going to be this year. If they, Cause they had, cause they had Star Starlink last year, the Star Fox stuff and that. Yeah. Was their big thing. Rabbids they also talked about the expansion for that yeah. for the Rabbits game, uh, and then announced that game the year before. So yeah, uh, maybe a new uh, Mario Rabbits game. Mm. Now that people aren't going to be like dismissive of it. Mm. The concept of it, but uh, yeah, we got Square Enix on uh, Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, the Avengers game is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Finally, we get to see this. Yeah, <laughs> Crystal Dynamics developing. I'm, I'm yep. hoping for good things. Yep, we're going to see Babylon's Fall, Platinum Games. That's their new game they announced last year yeah. that you probably all forgot about. <laughs> we did. Uh, because nobody has talked about it since then. Mm. That's Splatter true. released like probably two games since then. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven S, the Switch version, I would assume. Yep. Yeah. Get some details here, and maybe if they're ever going to update the PS4 and PC versions with the some of the new content, that would be the place to do it. Maybe. Uh, and there's Dragon Quest Builder Two. Yeah. Which is also coming out. Uh, they said Final Fantasy VII Remake would be here, and they're going to do it. Yeah. Hopefully, it's uh, some cohesive gameplay instead of just. Two to three second clips. That shows <laughs> Still you holding out for that ATB. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. Pat will be excited that Shadowbringer will be there. Probably get some more stuff on that. Uh, let's see. There's the Crystal Chronicles remaster. That'll probably get a date because it still has no date. Yeah. Uh, and there's Oninaki, their new game from Tokyo RPG Factory. Yeah. This actually looks different than their normal stuff. Yeah, it's an action RPG. Yeah. Yeah. And we got Devolver Digital will be after that at 11 p.m. Complete. Which I just put down as madness. <laughs> which That's is like exactly what that. it's going to be. Um, and for the Nintendo Direct, it's on Tuesday, June 12th at uh, noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific. I just listed, like, here's Nintendo's games uh, that we should expect something on. It's Animal Crossing, Astral Chain, Bayonetta 3, which those are both platinum games, so... Uh, that'll be like three games of theirs announced in one day. Yeah. If we get dates on something there. Uh, let's see. There's Damon X Machina, which is that cool little mech game they're yeah. making. 
Uh, yeah, we can also see Dragon Quest here, if it's not in the, the Square Enix conference. Uh, there's Fire Emblem Three Houses, which Brandon's excited about. Yeah, which will be really close to release. Well, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah be... it comes out uh, yeah. July 20th. Yeah. Something yeah. like that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Should get a date for that. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3 is supposed to be out this year. And let's see, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which is also out this year. Uh, Pokemon Shield and Sword will be out this year. And Super Mario Maker 2 is out in a few weeks, and they'll have at least the uh, like the competition stream. Yeah. But I assume they might have some more stuff on that. I'd be surprised if they spend too much time on Mario Maker uh, 2, since they did do an entire direct on it. Yeah, um, so. but I could see like a special thing they announced for it. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a couple weird things about that game. So, like, there's no Amiibo support, no. like, in the original, which is weird, because that's how you get all the weird characters, like Skinny Mario mm. and, and, like, Skinny Luigi. Yeah, well, I could have uh, that just like, for addition. Yeah, mm. but it's, like, there's details, like, on that sort of stuff that we don't really have. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you saw this the other day where uh, people found out there's no actual co-op with friends. No, because uh, they have leaderboards, so you can't have online co-op because they have leaderboards. Yeah, you can't have no leaderboard uh, versions of those modes. It's, that's uh, that's insanity. It's Nintendo. They do this all the time. They get ninety-five yeah. percent of the way there, and then that last five percent, they manage. It's like when they announce, like, oh, you can't actually back up your saves for Splatoon two because it uses online <laughs> support. It's like. No, it's because you have your own servers that keep track of that stuff, so it verifies that it's the correct save. <laughs> so people fuck with it. Uh, they can't, you know, get away with it. Yeah. But, uh, it's like this is what everybody else does. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. That's not a whole lot there. Yeah. yeah. A lot of big stuff for this fall, like Animal Crossing, Luigi's Mansion, uh, Legend of Zelda, and Pokemon be pretty big fall. Hmm. Uh, yeah, because I think Marvel is September, Super Mario Makers this month, Fire Emblem's July. I think Damon X Machina might be August. I think they might have a date for that one already. Uh, or maybe that's Astral Chain. I forget which one of those. But yeah, they got some stuff, and I assume there'll be lots of indie stuff uh, as well as dates. There's like a bunch. They have a bunch of pages on the the Nintendo sites, like they're. Uh, general like uh, web store that has uh, a bunch of stuff with no dates on it, like just like 2019. So any of that stuff could be it. But uh, yeah, yeah. So there's uh, you expect hardware to be shown. Like uh, does Nintendo talk about a Switch Pro or a dockless Switch? Uh, yeah, they say they're not at E3. Hmm. So maybe they could announce it, you know, in July or August, hmm. like closer to when they're whenever they're going to release it. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, yeah, it's like. There's a lot of potential, kind of like the PC thing, like, there's a lot of third-party stuff that could be announced that we just don't know about. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, I don't have anything Capcom here announced. Like, we don't really know too much what else they're working on. No. Yeah, some, somebody at Capcom is actually good at their job and not leaking things, so that's a uh, good... Oh, well, we got another <laughs> week to go, so... <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, uh, they might be getting too... Uh, Capcom needs to write the ship with the fighting games, because... As it is right now, Street Fighter V is in a coma, and they don't seem to be um, calling any of their other franchises off the bench. So, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Speaking Maybe of a new collection things. of old games. Yeah, probably. Um, no, we just got 30th anniversary, so I'm not sure. 
Yeah. Well, there is that it's like $200 uh, Capcom logo controller. Oh, yeah, they did that. All that noise. Yeah, no, just no. Um, uh, what else? Well, Nintendo does have some franchises that they can bring back should they choose to. Uh, yeah. So maybe we'll see that. Star maybe we Fox get the, Switch, prop, maybe the Super game? Nintendo uh, stuff for the the NES stuff. Yeah. Like that online. That's, that's probably a given at this point. But maybe they'll <laughs> then then they'll start releasing uh one NES and one SNES title a month. And that's that's what they're gonna end up doing, probably. Yeah. Uh, because god damn it, Nintendo. There's Wrecking Two Plus and <sighs> what is a bad Nintendo any a uh, Super Nintendo game? Uh a bad a bad Super Nintendo game? Uh, oh crap. There's that Nintendo made. I don't know, man. I've played some real turds. Yeah, well, that Nintendo themselves made. That's uh, it doesn't rarer to find, mm. to be honest. NES, they made a lot of them, but yeah, Super Nintendo was a little bit, a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's the speculation bit as far as far as the first and third parties go. Um, so, uh, what about uh, personal um, aspirations of what we actually all want to see there? Uh, we don't have a specific order, so whoever like wants to go first, can anyone? No, you go ahead. Okay, well, mine's not that complicated. PGR five. If uh, hard uh, same. <laughs> if uh, if that is not shown at this point, then uh, it'll be for, for me at this point. It will be like okay, that franchise is dead, and they have absolutely no uh, interest in ever reviving it. Um, and I'm just gonna keep bothering Phil Spencer about it on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Um, but there, there's that. I would like to see a bit more on Metroid. Uh, we we know about the the reboot that ended up happening there, but uh, in the last three months since that happened, they might actually have something worth showing. So you know, yeah. hopefully they've been doing something. Yeah, or they could be doing a 3ds escape plan and bringing that Samus returns over. That would be a good. That would be a good. That actually to runs well, control well. Yeah, bring that to the Switch. Yeah. I know it was heavily rumored that um, Retro was working on like a Star Fox racer or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is they've been working on something and I just want to see anything from them. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see a pulse from them. Well, I mean, people have driven by the Retro offices and they're still there. So <laughs> something is keeping the lights on. <laughs> they're paying the bills. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yes. Yeah. I don't know what else. What about you, Pat? I'm going to co-sign the PGR5 one with you. Um, at this point, they really don't have any excuses. And I, uh, several shows ago, I gave them the perfect blueprint to make it happen. So <laughs> hopefully somebody was listening. But um, other than that, I'd, I want to see no hardware. I, I, I talk about ninth gen all you want, but... I do not want to see any launch dates in 2019. I think it's too early. Um, let's see. Uh, apparently Square Enix has some more stuff uh, planned for Final Fantasy 14 at their press conference, so that'll be interesting. Hmm. Um, I don't know if it's going to be anything particularly substantial or not. Some people are uh, speculating that they're going to make a surprise announcement of a third new job, but I don't see that happening. Yeah. Uh, 
I can see Microsoft going all in on the Xbox PC interplay with maybe ex- expanded backward compatibility, official emulators, maybe something like that. Yeah. Um, I would be completely on board with, um, I want to, you know, Sony isn't planning on being there, but I will be very disappointed if they're completely quiet. Uh, and when they do something, I want them to just open the floodgates for PlayStation VR software. Cause as I said, at the top of the show, I'm ready. Um, and I guess circling back to the, uh, Square Enix conference, I want to see that unannounced Naoki Yoshida next gen project that, uh, it's unannounced, but we know that it's being worked on. It might be final fantasy 16, hmm. which would be a really good project to put him on with, um, Hajime Tabata having left yeah. and Yoshida. If you, if you talk to him, he's a guy who has a really clear vision for what he thinks the series should be. And I think it would behoove square Enix to, to let him take the wheel and do what he can with it mm. because he could really, uh, Restore that franchise to what it once was. Yeah. Um, he really believes in um, going back to Final Fantasy's high fantasy roots. And he's mostly influenced by those first six titles. And, yeah, give me that. Show me that Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, and hopefully they they give them the chance to do that. Yeah, yeah. I'll disagree with you a little bit on the hardware part of it because I think it's inevitable that we're going to see it. Uh, whether it's going to launch this year, uh, I don't give the chances of a new Xbox or PlayStation launching this year as very high at all. And I've been you know doing some digging on supply chain and uh, basically like on the manufacturing side. Uh, and, uh, if there's going to be a next gen launch this year, this stuff has to be, has to be ramping up now. Mm-hmm. And it isn't, so, uh, that's a good sign. Yeah. 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 I think the, the whole wired thing that Sony did, mm. uh, the thing I saw about that was that they were sending out third party kits. Yeah. So rather than letting them like spoil everything, they decided, you know what, we're going to talk about this stuff now mm. Yeah. rather than let them, uh, leak it out and whatnot. Hmm. I think it was how the the pro got announced or leaked was uh, some reporter at GDC in the line was having to be standing near some developers that had kids and were talking about it openly. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I was like, well, that's a hell of a way to leak out the existence of a new console. I I have a hard time picturing Mark Cerny hitting the ceiling over anything. I would do it. Yeah, so yeah, they've been at least, uh, if not been talking specifics about the about the hardware that they have in there, they've been talking about just you know specific parts of it, um, yeah. and the storage like, and what's the like idea. the core ideas they have for what's going to be the big sellers. Yeah, don't get me wrong, I I love everything that I'm hearing about the next gen consoles. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready to pay what they would go for in 2019. Yeah, I don't I don't think yeah. anybody is right now. So. Yeah, yeah, like Sony is having their uh, Days of Play event that's happening next week, mm-hmm. where they're going to be putting stuff on sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they got a new PS4 console uh, that's like 
what is it? Black metal steel kind of com- color. Yeah, with the plate the... button logos on it. Oh, yeah, yeah that looks fantastic. Oh. Yeah, that's going to put their PSVR <laughs> bundles on sale and controller stuff and have a bunch of stuff on sale on at retailers and on PSN. I think PS Plus and PlayStation Now have some discounts as well. Yeah. That almost sounds like the kind of thing you do when you make an announcement. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, but they've been doing that every year. Yeah. It's like the last, it's the third year they've been doing well, yeah, it. Yeah, but they were at E3 those years. Yeah. yeah. Well, but they're they? also kind of, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they tried. Uh, it's more than I can say now. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of them just doing like uh, some extra stuff for the home audience. Yeah. Uh, give them something to do besides just watching live streams. Yeah. Although I would, uh, I would advise you that if you're not uh, following uh, PlayStation on Twitch, um, you might want to turn on your notification for that because they probably will be doing some streams. Because uh, that, that like channel I said, just watch for of... them to drop one when we're right in the middle of a podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. that channel just kind of gets active every now and then, just doing stuff. So, yeah, uh, check that out. All right. Uh, I guess I'll go next. All right. Um, although I am kind of repeating what I said earlier. Um, the big one I'm looking forward to, of course, is Cyberpunk 2077, mostly because I want to see how that game plays for real. Mm-hmm. Um, we got that demo, and the demo looked great. Um, and it seemed to be basically uh, pretty accurate to what, like, an actual, you know, like, what a game session with Cyberpunk 2077 would look like. But, you know, that was a demo guided by the developers. I want to see, like, what it looks like when just regular people play it. Um, when the straight jacket comes off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, also, I want to... Uh, I just also, I want to see how well, you know, the graphics and everything hold up. I want, I want to see, make sure nothing's gotten downgraded or anything. Yeah. Because um, I don't know if you remember that demo. There was a lot of moving characters showing up at once. Yeah. Well, that was totally a bull shot. <laughs> yeah. Just in motion. Um, but mostly I just want a release date. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to probably say uh, November 8th, 2019. That's uh, awfully specific. Yeah, because it'll be the same date Death Stranding comes out. <laughs> um, because fuck your wallets. Yeah. Fuck them Or dead. even worse, like around December 10th or something like that. Yeah. Um, and the other, like I said, also uh, the Final Fantasy VII Remake, because I want to see if they really are intent on going with that episodic format they keep talking about. I want to see how they plan on actually, um, you know, delivering that. Mm-hmm. You know, is it all going to be downloadable? Is there going to be a physical release? You know, um, I heard what each episode fifty bucks. Oh, oh. Uh, that is something square. Yeah, they can fuck right off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd like to say it, but yeah, that is totally something Square Enix would do. Um. You also, I want to see some actual gameplay. Um, I know we've had what looked like some gameplay in the past from some teasers and stuff, but you know that was years ago. 
I want to see like what it looks and plays like now. Yeah. Well, there was new gameplay in the recent trailer. It was a and little I, bit, but it was a like, little, but not yeah. a whole lot. Yeah, the combat like, looked um, remarkably like fifteen, which didn't really. Suit yeah, it's a hard pass for me. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm ready to write this game off as totaled. <laughs> so. Well, um, we'll see. Yeah. But, and I just don't know if I can deal with Aerith dying all over again. <laughs> I really, I, I legit, everybody, because I, I know everybody's thinking the same thing. How are they going to do that and make it as impactful as it was the first time? Oh, they could. I mean, they could they could pull some cinematic tricks to make it as impactful, but. Yeah, like better writing would make you. Well, like better, actually not even better writing, just better localization. The only thing yeah. that they're up against really is the fact that everybody knows it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they could change when it happens and how. Yeah. Yeah, they like could let you start building di- her up more. Yeah, and then she ends up dying earlier, mm. I guess. I don't know. Or later. Yeah. Or later. Yeah. Hell, she could, I mean, she has to die at some point because that's the only way the game resolves itself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe they throw some tricks of their own and change up the story. Yeah. Yeah, Sephiroth wins. <laughs> We're all screwed. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, then you get episode two. Yeah, maybe. Or how you don't get screwed. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I ever tell you that, that story about how I, how I didn't know that was going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you mentioned it once, but you might as well tell it again. Yeah. The last thing I want to do is I want to see Bethesda's show, mostly because I want to see if they're going to pull a serious mea culpa for Fallout 76. Hmm. And just the insane bullshit that happened with that game. Um, just everything, the, you know, just the awful release, the, you know, the bugs, the, I mean, Bethesda games are going to come with bugs. Everybody knows that, but But these were exceptional (laughs) or even for Bethesda. Uh, also that whole thing that happened with the camo bag, Mm -hmm. um, and mostly, yeah, mostly how they plan to fix this thing. Yeah. Basically, I want Todd Howard to go out front, bare-ass naked, and flogging himself. (laughs) (laughs) No. No thanks. (laughs) But, anyway. And I want Randy Pitchford to just not show up at all. Yeah, the less I see of him, the better. And if he does, I want somebody to drag him off the stage and throw him into the crowd and see him get ripped limb from limb. (laughs) Yeah. But that's pretty much me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Dan Rob, Chris. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and go. Um, let me find my, find my notes here. Um, so as far as Microsoft goes, um, I do fully expect them to announce new hardware. I mean, yeah, like you wish that they don't, but the reality of the situation is they've lost this generation, and all they can do is really hope to go into to the next one. Mm-hmm. Not to mention with all the all the studios they've acquired, I really doubt they're all working on an Xbox One game. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Um, as far as games go. Um, I really want to see something that's not Gears or Halo or Forza. Mm-hmm. I really want to see something colorful or like something that shows that they really care about their first party and that they can stand toe to toe with Sony and Nintendo in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they do have Rare. Like, it would be nice to see like a Banjo Kazooie or a Conquer. You know, that that that's not going to happen, but I can always wish, right? Right. And, uh, as far as Square goes. Um, I do know more about the Avengers than some people. Um, like if if you've heard rumors that it's going to be multiplayer centric, um, I've, I've I've heard the same thing. And mm-hmm. 
that doesn't really bode well, considering I was really hoping we'd get a really cool single-player experience from Crystal Dynamics. And I'm not writing that off, you know? Like, after playing God of War, who's pretty much Thor, like, there's a lot of promise with a single-player campaign, and I'm hoping that they can deliver in that regard. But we'll see, because that'll probably be um, their headlining game in their press conference. Um, that being said, this is the longest time we've went without knowing about a proper Final Fantasy game in a while. Like, yes. they've, like they've spent almost a decade on Final Fantasy 15 and building its world and having all the uh, uh, DLC and world-building shit. And it's it's really time to talk about Final Fantasy 16, and we don't know what it looks like or what it'll entail yet. But I'm 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 sure we'll we'll see it in some form. Um, it, it may not be a current generation release, but you know it's time. Um, and then not not much left here. Uh, I think as, that's as the Naoki Yoshida project. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That would be the. And I way. think he's going to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, I, I I've I've heard that the uh, and it wasn't the the guy who's the I don't think he was the director, but one of the main designers on and he's doing like a musical action game too now um i don't remember who that what that guy's name is it's the malaysian dude mm-hmm. <sighs> cool. yeah it's complete i'm blanking god i hate it when i blank like this <laughs> yeah. hold on i'll find it yeah. but anyway keep going mm-hmm. and uh, nintendo has a pretty stacked lineup for the rest of the year we just don't know when most of them comes out um, but I do fully expect them to have like you know one or two solid re- releases a month as they move forward going towards the end of the year. Um, normally they uh, have one feature game at their uh, booth. Like it started with uh, Breath of the Wild a few years ago, and then Odyssey a year after that, and then Smash Brothers last year. So I don't know whether this year would be Animal Crossing or something else entirely. But I don't really Pokemon. think Animal Crossing is the kind of game that would really bring people towards their booth. I don't know. It could even be a surprise. So. Pokemon. There's a lot there, but I'm I'm, I'm hoping we we just, we just see them all spread out because I don't want to buy everything all at once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That being said, you know this has been a hell of a handheld for um, RPGs especially, and Golden Sun would definitely put me over the top. Mm. Yes. Uh, is the Wii U evacuation project complete, or are there still a few things? 3D World's missing. Hmm? Yeah, they got a bunch of stuff that's on the the Wii U that's still like sixty bucks. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, they've never dropped the prices on that stuff. They don't seem like they're going to, and may just be stuck in overpriced hell. And we like Star Fox Zero, for example, yeah. Wind Waker. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. Like... You actually goes for five hundred bucks on eBay. Which is weird. <laughs> <Yeah>. The fuck. <laughs> this is because there's not really many out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Should have waited. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Super Mario. We know uh, Mario Maker Two. Hmm. Coming and that is going to make all of the money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one's uh, pretty much given. Uh, On the subject of the Wii U evacuation project, I think we're uh, Super Mario 3D World and um, Star Fox Zero away from having it completed. Yeah, yeah. I also wouldn't mind seeing a remake to um, Xenoblade Chronicles. I know we have the second yes. one. But, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that leaves uh, you, Chris. What are you, what are you thinking? Uh, I don't know. There's really a ton I'm excited about. It's like Death Stranding kind of overrides everything. Yeah. Uh, it's like, all right, I'm set for this year uh, with that. Yeah. But uh, there's definitely some stuff I'm kind of interested in seeing more of, like Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I definitely need them to have the ability to have it just auto-advance text. I just have to button through every fucking piece of dialogue that the game throws at you. Because hmm. that's how my uh, B button on my 3DS broke. <laughs> I was just from playing New Leaf and <laughs> having to skip through all the damn text hmm. <laughs> over and over and over again. Because hmm. it's annoying, especially if you just accidentally like talk to a person again. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a, a button destroyer game. For as much as that doesn't seem like what that game is, um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what that game is and see if they change anything up because I think there's definitely room for things to uh, get better, especially uh, just visually. Yeah. Uh, you don't necessarily have to have like a tiny little village uh, be like your main thing. Like it can be bigger uh, with more stuff to do, not just not just only like hey. Go clean up the shits, uh, plant new stuff, pick your fruit, uh, and maybe go talk to people and tell them how stupid they are. Mm. Uh, leave them threatening notes and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> uh, that is like all the fun of that game. And, uh, obviously, Tom Nook has to be there. Uh, see what kind of power trip he's on this time. Because uh, I think he was the the mayor uh, the last time around. Mm-hmm. Or did he run like the housing company? I know his nephews I, ran the I, shop. I believe you were the mayor, and then he was like in charge oh, yeah. of like store and shit. Okay. And well, eventually nephew. the webcomic has to come to pass. They get around a proletariat revolution. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm. I'm. If it doesn't exist now, there will be a mod. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, and I'm actually also interested in seeing more of Luigi's Mansion Three. See what. See what that is. Uh, because I know the the 3DS game was kind of more about having these multiple houses to go through that were smaller in scope than what the original game was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious to see if they just have like one big house to go explore mm. uh, this time around, and maybe uh, have some like motion control aspect to it of aiming the actual uh, vacuum cleaner, mm. whatever the stupid name they call it. If that's not an October game, Nintendo failed marketing. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. Okay. By the way, the dude I was talking about is Juan Hosmer. Okay. He's the lead game designer for Final Fantasy Fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could not think of that. I think one surprise game I would love to see on the Switch would be uh, a Nintendo Picross game. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a 3D Picross game. Because uh, mm-hmm. it's been uh, a good while since the, the 3DS game, and all the Picross games that are on... The, the Switch and has come out for the 3DS has been all Jupiter uh, is the, the main maker of those games, which do a lot of good work, but I think uh, something bigger in scope would be pretty cool. I'd have like a new uh, 3D, Picross 3D game on there would be uh, a big sell for me. Um, yeah, kind of Square Enix, uh, I really want to see them actually release that new updated content for Dragon Quest XI on Switch coming to the PS4 and PC. Uh, yeah. Show that they give a damn about people that own their games because they sure don't about that Final Fantasy VII audio bug. Mm-hmm. Or they fix it on Xbox One and Switch and uh, not on the PS4. On the PS4, yeah. Or it's like, you know, you're going to have an easy win by saying, hey, we're going to work on this. Mm. Uh, and they decide, you know, no, we got your money, fuck you. <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, and like their, their whole thing with how they treat uh, their like ports and all that. Uh, where like half the time they're like poor 
like yeah. the Chrono Trigger uh, version on Steam or those other Final Fantasy games they put on Steam, uh, like 4 and 6 and all that. Whereas like, some of these are just real fucking half-assed mm. uh, in terms of execution compared to what some of the stuff like Final Fantasy XII was a really good port. Yeah. Uh, the ten and ten two were really good ports. Uh, that sort of stuff. And it's like, now if you put that amount of efforts into everything, people would have no real issues. Yeah. But when you just half-ass like, hey, we're going to release this PC version that came out 20 years ago. Yeah. That's going to be your FF7. <laughs> uh, not this remake thing. Uh, you know, they definitely earn a lot of the, the scorn they get from that stuff. Yeah. yeah. When they mishandle their classic titles. Uh, let's see. Ubisoft, I'm excited for Watch Dogs 3. Uh, I really like 2, uh, especially just the game where you kind of fuck around. Mm. And it's uh, using your phone to set people's cars to just go nuts uh, and all that and uh, call the cops on people, just mm. pin them down as. Uh, like criminals and such, which I usually look at their phone. And it's like, oh, this person beats their wife. It's like, all right, I'll just call the cops on this guy. <laughs> uh, have them come and arrest them and all that stuff, uh, which is just fun. And that'll be fun to see in Britain, where I assume guns won't be as much of a thing of that game, because hmm. Britain doesn't uh, have much of a problem with guns. Yeah, they. It's more people running people over, knives or stuff like that, where the the amount of people that get hurt in that stuff is a lot less. Likely. Um, and yeah, and then watch them try to say, oh, there's no politics here. <laughs> uh, try to watch out with that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, as they've been trying to do with uh, the Division 2, where it's like, you set a game in the Washington, D.C. where everything has gone to hell after the government's collapsed. <laughs> it's like, where are you trying to say there's no politics here? Yeah. Uh, you know, go fuck off with that shit. Yeah. Like, man up for what you're trying to do here. <laughs> Don't sit here and try and tell people, like, oh, we're not trying to make any statement here. Uh, it's like, then you should be sitting in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, be more like Bethesda, or at least eh. spe- specifically machine games. Yeah. Or, like, fuck Nazis. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if anybody gets mad at that, and you got, you just outed yourself. You get more sales. That's <laughs> yeah. what happens. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely interested in seeing what like Microsoft's plans for next gen is. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it's not too different from what Sony's been uh, talking about. Because otherwise, if they're going heavy on like streaming as a big part and the cloud and all that, I think they're going to have issues. Yeah, mm-hmm. with marketing early on, uh, and yeah, like not having any plans for zombies at EA's show is going to be disappointing. Yeah. After kind of teasing that stuff earlier this year, uh, especially not seeing like what's new for NBA Live, because uh, I've been enjoying the last two games and that's poised to get better. Yeah. Uh, and kind of just punting that stuff for talking about later on. Uh, you know, they don't have to sit here and have like big streams and demos of this stuff. Just like say, hey, here's what our plans are for these next games. I'm sure yeah. Pat would like to know what's on on the docket for NHL 20. Well, I would hope Rammer's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, you're going to have to wait uh, a few more months to find out what's new in NHL 20, hmm. uh, that sort of thing. And yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting show. I don't think I'm too excited about anything where it's like, oh, I hope this thing, you know, is amazing or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, I'm curious to see what else is coming out this year that I can be excited about. 
Hmm. You know, for surprises. Yeah, because I mean, we just went through about an hour of stuff that we already know about. But, yeah, you know, it's it, it just takes that one that one oh shit moment that you weren't expecting. Yep, it changes the whole. Yeah. So I almost wonder if that's why Sony isn't doing a press conference anymore because they've just decided that there's no way they're going to top 2015 in terms of pure spectacle and hype. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's also they, they don't really have like the, 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 the stuff to like hype people around this year that they need to spend all the money on a show and E3 and all that. Yeah. Cause they just had the big like death stranding thing. And it's like that's got more buzz than anything else that's that might happen at E3. Yeah. Well, I don't know about anything that might happen. happen. Yeah. yeah, and well, it's like that cost them. And Ghost of Tsushima, that's that's in the yeah. market still. So. Yeah, yeah, hmm. and it's like that Death Stranding thing is like that costs them practically nothing. They just put a stream up for a while with weird hands hmm. on on a stream. It's like weird stuff. Then they put out a trailer, and that's all. <laughs> It's like I think cost them actually no- expected Death Stranding to come out before Last of Us and Ghost uh, of Tsushima. I did uh, not. Well, it still might. Because I did not. Mm. Yeah. It's, technically, it still might because, you know, it could come out this fall. No, yeah. I mean, like, it, it, it looks like it definitely is. I'm just saying I didn't expect this to come out before the others. Yeah, I mean, cool. yeah, Tsushima. We still don't have a, a definite date for. Same with Last of Us. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I think those could be good games for them to have, like next spring. Mm. Yeah, like have Last of Us as like a May title and have uh, Ghost of Tsushima as like February, Summer. March. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, Sony has shown in the past that they would probably prefer to put their main game out in the spring anyway. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like Horizon Zero Dawn did really well. God of War did really well. Those are definitely early year games. Mm-hmm. Uh, though they also had Spider-Man that's, I think, did better than God of War mm-hmm. uh, sales-wise, which makes a lot of sense, but also that came out in September. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think like somebody I, can release their game any month and it'll sell well, as long as the game's good. Yeah. Uh, which is... Uh, I mean, even Days Gone did really well. Yeah, Days yeah. Gone did selling well. <laughs> Uh, that was like the, the number two game on NPDs. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know why. That was behind Mortal Kombat, mm. which was on four platforms. Mm. Uh, and yeah, the I think as long as they got titles that are interesting in uh, whatever kind of gameplay they're pushing or, uh, you know, what, quarter, what kind of like presentation they're doing, mm-hmm. uh, they got... You know, good chance of doing well hmm. with the way their momentum is going, and that's definitely something that like Microsoft wish they had. Yeah, because they're like desperately like, well, you sign up for Game Pass, you don't have to pay for any of these games specifically, <laughs> and yeah. like, like that's their big sell right now. It's like, well, you don't have to spend you know fifty bucks on this game or sixty bucks on this, uh, and all that. It's like that's kind of their advantage right now. Hmm. Is like. Lowering the cost of entry to check out like Sea of Thieves or uh, Crackdown Three or you know State of Decay Two or anything like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so I guess uh, that's where we'll uh, we'll call it uh, a day. Uh, mm-hmm. Quite a substantive show, I would say. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, next. I'll just mention this right right now. Uh, next Sunday will be an open slot. 
Uh, it's not likely that we'll uh, be doing a podcast that day unless something absolutely <laughs> news happens. happens. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because so. by the end of E3, we're all going to be exhausted. So well, yeah. that's the week after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the the plan I have is we're going to try and do some streams during the press conferences. Yeah, like have us talking over them. I just have to get my personal schedule uh, settled for that because hmm. I know Sunday and Tuesday I'm open. Yeah, I'm just trying to get Monday freed up, and then we'll be able to uh, get any of you that are free for that. Uh, on board. Yeah, we should probably test first, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it should see if it works. We might do something on uh, sometime this week. Yeah. We'll see. All right, so stay tuned for that. Try at least get one of you on just to confirm that we can do the Skype and the streaming stuff. Yeah, yeah. No. Mm. Alrighty. So uh, with that, I remind everybody that uh, if you haven't subscribed to the show, uh, you can do so over at Anchor.fm. Uh, Anchor.fm slash Day Zero Update. I'm gonna refer to you there because. Uh, if you want to subscribe to on iTunes or Google Play or whatever, all the links are on one convenient place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, with that, I have been Filippo Dinalfo, and for Patrick Mifflin, Brandon Perkins, Crystal Logie, and Dan Rick Victorio, we'll see you next week.